that. I mean, Lisa wasn't the first woman to go seven. She was the first man or woman. Well, yeah, the first front-wheel drive. Right. Seven. And that's what I kept And telling. that's the thing. It's just like, yeah. you, know, you can't compare that. You know, you can't look at these women these Yeah, that's days. not the, the, the men-woman yeah. thing. That's yeah. straight up hey. racing. It's about team. Yep. Oh, yeah. Team. Yeah. Do I need to move closer, or is that... No, I think you need to go a little bit, a little bit more. Just here. Uh, right on the edge. I think we're good right there. Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. Cool. Turn it on. Gordon. Good light and everything. Yeah, cool. Yeah, usually that that camera actually does for how shitty it is. The lighting's actually pretty decent. <laughs> Whatever does the job, right? Like, yep. Well, it's better than the last two cameras. So, <laughs> right, those things were junk, junk. Huh? Well, they weren't video cameras. That's one thing. Yeah, they're, they're, DSLR they're regular camera. DSLR cameras. Oh, so, okay. Hey, we gotta start with what we got, right? That's right. Yep. Make it make it work. Start out small. Right, not, all of, not all of us got that barbershop money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. laughs> Oh, and we should go look into the dank, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we talked about last night. <laughs> yep. Cool. So, well, I'll let you. You want me to do it? I'll let you lead on this All right. one. All right. One, two, three. What's up, everybody? Welcome to All Gas Podcast. I'm Kevin Factor, and today's guest we have Chad Old Man Barber. Chad, the man, the myth, the legend. Right. How you doing, sir? <laughs> Doing pretty good. Welcome, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sitting down with us. Yeah, thanks for coming out. I of appreciate course. it. Of course. Um, most of you might know who he is. Some of you might not know who he is. I mean, it's, it's a small world, but a big world. So he's been around. I've been around. You've been around. Everyone's been around. <laughs> Blessed. Right? Blessed. It's good to be around. That's right. It's good to good to have been here for how many years we have been here. Um, I mean, I guess, guess today we could start out with uh, who yeah. you are. About you, about the shop, about you, just cars in general. So, well, let's, let's go. How did you get started in this? Because we all know you're a veteran in the game. What yeah. kind of what kind of what made you get into this? Like, yeah, what, give us a little backstory on how you got started. Well, when when I was in my late twenties, moved to San Jose, and we opened up a stereo shop. Uh, we bought it from uh, Audio Mobile uh, out there in, in San Jose on Blossom Hill, and uh, it was called South Bay Audio. And that was like back in like the first days of uh, Sinister, you yeah. know, I, when I wasn't actually a part of Sinister. Um, we owned a stereo shop, um, had this guy come through. His name was Rob. And uh, he actually ended up later being the owner of uh, Thunder Alley. And uh, we called him Dearth, you know, but he had this race car. And uh, he was sponsored by um, South San Francisco company, uh, Lethal Weapon? Weapon R? Weapon R. Weapon R. Weapon R. Okay. He's Weapon still R. around. Weapon R still around. Yeah, yeah. Well, he made a return. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh, anyways, Rob brought his uh, his little EF hatchback that he that was a, a pro stock, mm-hmm. you know, car at the time. You know, took part in all the CMIs and you know the local events, and he actually did some traveling and stuff like that. And uh, with a uh, he, he was kind of buddies with a little well known company like Skunk Two, and uh, they helped him out a little bit and. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of he brought that car over, and uh, I met my old partner uh, for a barber shop, and um, we started this big old like ten thousand square foot shop in San Jose, and opened it up called Barbershop. Um, you know, I don't know. He just kind of believed in my dream, and you know, it, it, it was crazy some of the things that we did. But you know, that was back in um, I want to say like oh one. Yeah. You know, so we got my first race car. 
when I saw um, Rob's was, little car. What was your first? first it was car? a it was a 1998 uh, RS Integra, and it was a what was oh. it? Um, what was the setup? Uh, all motor. All motor car. All motor. You couldn't talk me motor. into a turbo back in the day. Um, but it, they were you know humble beginnings. You know as far as it was. You know we just. I remember they kept laughing at me because one day they'd show up and my freaking windows were out of the car. Rob would say, what are you doing, dude? Why do you take the windows out of the car? I'm going to put Lex in them. I'm going to be like you. <laughs> I don't know whether he didn't want the competition right. or whether he didn't want the competition or he was just like, wow, what is this kid doing? But um, when we got into it, we got into it like hard and fast. We built three cars within uh, within a year. My personal car, Stewart's. Um, temporary race car, which ended up being the girl poison car later that Heather from um, from Venom yeah. drove. Um, and while we were waiting for the crazy train to get built at MB Products in uh, in Bakersfield, it took about eight months or whatever. So he just wanted to race, so we built him another car. We traveled, dude. I mean, we started off with a 2001 Ford F350 dually. We went down and bought it brand new at the uh, at the Ford dealership. Um, Ended up eight months later, we sold it. And I say, shit, you're still still in the, the Ford Dually life. <laughs> I still got it. I have that's the still the same, same one? That's the same wow. one. <laughs> that, that truck, real quick Damn. story, um, it, it was, uh, we sold it to Jeff and um, the CRX brothers from Motocar. Jeff okay. and, uh, uh, I can't remember the other ones. Jeff and, uh, I don't know, I forget these guys' names. Uh, Anyways, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they bought it in they, a trailer and... That ended up getting to Danny. Yeah. And then I bought it back from Danny Tran. Okay. You know, like I ended up with the train later. You know, I actually have all of our original race cars. Everything. The only thing that I don't have is the regular trailer. And I miss it sometimes, but believe me, I don't miss it. (laughs) Because that thing, in 60,000 miles, was it was a lot. Yeah. That thing left me stuck in Bristol, Tennessee, and Bristol, Indiana. Yeah, but you, you put on some miles back then. 60,000. We did 60,000 miles unregistered. <laughs> unregistered. Two California people. Right? Two California Unregistered. <laughs> never stopped at a single scale. Holy shit. Ag points only that we had to, yeah. and just cruised on through. And I tell you, we were some of the dumbest fucks in the world. We were driving around smoking bong hits and driving that thing. I mean, you would, we were 71 feet. We were also six feet over in California, which we weren't even supposed to be. Yeah. But, man, those were the days. Right. But, uh, yeah, it, it, like the, the, the racing, the old racing is was – I, I don't think people today – the way you see racing is like today you go to events – the racing back then, it was a following. Yeah. We would go – we raced for championships. Well, one year, I was number seven, and Stewie was number five in the championship at NHRA. See, that's one thing we touched on in one of our past episodes was racing just for a pot or racing for championships, or you're getting a point series throughout right. well, that's, everything. I think that, that makes a huge And that's what I'm difference. saying that I would like to you because, like, in past episodes, I said, growing up, I watched guys like you guys – doing that, competing for point championships. And yes, it's fun competing at IFO and competing at SAC Race with CMI yeah. and stuff, but let's make it interesting. Let's let's get the point system back again and make it fun. Make Where's it work. the coverage? That's what I'm saying. That's well, what, that's, 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 that was that's another thing. Of, like, guys, like, we used to be on ESPN. Well, see, and that's the thing, too, is you look at it this way. How many kids do you see out there just taking pictures, videotaping just randomly? 
You don't oh. have someone out here that's set up like Nice Ones or Soft Spot or no. you know any of those guys that follow every single. And they're event. covering that full coverage. Yes, and they're well, doing they it all. There's, there's people, you know, like you got Rochelle and you know, and, and you know what? I just want to take a minute right now. I yeah. just want to say, you know, Ricky and Chris, we miss you guys. Like you guys were like core people in our industry, and um, I wanted to wear Ricky's shirt today, but I couldn't find it. And um, you know, we miss guys like Ricky from Street to Track. And, you know, like it, it, you'll, you'll notice one thing and this is this is like the most important thing. And, you know, people can think about me whatever they want to. But you know what? My phone is always on. Like it doesn't matter what time of day, two, three o'clock in the morning. I hear that messenger go click or whatever. I'll answer it. So we actually you know, we spoke on that in a past episode that I said you can call Chad at any time. Yeah, alcoholism <laughs> and, 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 yeah. And, and and depression. Oh yeah, you know are like mix. I tell you, it, it's you know it, I can't say it enough. And like man, any of my friends, anyone, if you're ever going through that, because I go through stuff like that, but I'm real them. quiet about it. You know what I'm saying? I, th- and, I think everyone and, has their own inner demons that they got to deal with, and you should never yeah. be scared to you know one thing to talk about to the fans. Never be scared to reach out to anybody, even if it's one of us. You know us from the show or from Instagram. We're open people. We're always willing to help and listen to the ears. Show up. Make sure you know you're okay. So never never be scared to make that reaching phone call. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I talked to Chris like a week before. There's a car sitting out there, and he wanted to come pick it up because he wanted to build it for his all-wheel drive. And then I heard there was another car and whatever. But that's besides the point. You know, it was those conversations with him. You know, I miss those. He used to call me back when I used to throw the events and be like, hey, man, what's going on? I want to help. I want to get involved. I wanted to do this. And, you know, I wish I had brought Chris in, you know, and and, and maybe it would have made a difference. You know, it made it it just, you know, like we all go through a lot of things. We go through like divorces, things with family. A lot of people don't know that I've been a single father for, you know, 20 years now, you know, uh, for the first five years of my life. Uh, when we were out racing, which we were speaking upon earlier, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't a great father. You know, I, I was out living my dream and not the dream that I should have been making at home. So if you notice the transition and the way that things changed for me as I slowed down away from racing and going out and being on the East Coast and being in Texas yeah. and here and there, I stayed close to home because – When I moved over to Modesto, I became a single father to three girls. I was going to say, when I first met you, every event, I'd go out, your girls were always there. Absolutely. Every local event, your girls were there with you. My daughters grew up in the shop. Yeah. Over in San Jose, they had, my office was their playroom. Yeah. You know, literally, it was their playroom. We kept my dog down there. I had a Rottweiler. And, uh, you know, these kids, they grew up around all of this. And it's crazy how they don't have... Anything to do with it now? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's it, usually it, how it goes. No, well, you know, it. it you know, I, I tried for a football squad and I got a cheerleading team. Okay, but <laughs> honestly, God only gives you what you can handle. Yeah, oh yeah. And honestly, if there were three kids like me, if I had three boys, hey, I say the same or thing. One, <laughs> or just one, just <laughs> I, one. I say the same shit all the time. Just one, because <laughs> I, I, you know, but. Everybody asked my father's soul and my and my mom and my stepfather for dealing with the shit that I put through put them through as a kid. I wasn't an easy kid, and you know what? I and 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 that comes in twofold. You know, I, I love my daughters to death, and I'll walk through fire, and you know, I 
I'm my daughter's Uber every day. I drive her to work every day. It's just because... The younger one or the one the that keeps wrecking her cars? The no, Haley. Yeah, Haley, she, she does it on her own. i got to give props to Haley. Haley, is, since she was 17 and a half, she lived on her own. She's bought two cars on her own. And unfairly and unfortunately, she's been in two really fucked up accidents yep. that... Um, I'm still dealing with. I'm actually going to go to court because of uh, you know it's it's a police officer's due diligence to do their job, and it's amazing how I read. I played investigator, you oh, know, yeah. and read through my daughter's report. It's backwards, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, Let's yeah, get away from that. we got a lot to talk about. Anyways, right? yeah. Well, I see that list over there. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Let's get cracking. Yeah, get into it. Well, into it. What, uh, give, us, give us, since we're on the backstory of you, okay. give us where it started with Barbershop, then into CTR, then into, you know, who came next, then into Push, then into Circuit Pros. And, right. You know, give so us, we, give had, us. we had the stereo shop. Yep. Rob came over. He moved in. Um, and I had a partner there, my buddy Lance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God rest his soul. You know, he passed away at an early age, the liver cancer. Um, and, um, we had, we lost the shop and then I, you know, I had moved out of there and I moved into Andy's, um, Andy's upholstery in San Jose. I had a, you know, a nice little loft that I was doing my stuff up in and I met my partner Stu and then we opened Barbershop, which was a 8,800 square foot location in San Jose, California. It was like, you know, your dream shop. I mean, literally, we painted each room different colors and everything for different sections, and we had a dyno on order. We had, you know, sound rooms and stereo and stuff like that, and we got so lost in racing, <laughs> forgot all about out it. on the <laughs> road, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong. We were blessed. You know, Stuart's mother helped us out amazingly. I mean, you know, I could be as mad at Stuart for so many things in life and everything and, you know, and blame them for my divorce and everything and stuff like that, but you know what? That guy gave me my start and helped me get where we were. I mean, we, we went from a dually and a, a fun toter runner where we would throw his car in the back of the, the, the fun runner and we'd throw my Durango and, a, and we'd rent a trailer and we'd go to Texas. You know, and that's how it started. And then four months in, we looked over and we seen, we seen this um, MKLK racing or something like that. And it was Miles Batista and Lisa Kubo, and they had oh, this shit. toter home, and I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, this is cool. <laughs> and come to find out, they were like $1,500 a month. And wow. we, so we, we, we sold the truck, and, the, and we gave the guys the, 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 the fun runner the, the, to, the, to MB products for some weird reason or whatever, and we ended up getting that rig. 60,000 miles, barbershop, traveling, not coming home, um, cost me a relationship. And nomad life. Became a single father um, because of mistakes I made as a father and as a husband not being there. So, you know, being a man and and, and taking, you know, admission to, you know, the things and mistakes that you made in life, you know, put me in as a single father that – you know, I had to figure out what to do. So when I was in San Jose at that point, it just was kind of getting played out. And a very good friend of mine from over here in Modesto, Carlos, who, um, God rest his soul, say that a lot, unfortunately. It's, but um, it's out there. He's the one who talked me into coming out here. And he was like, literally helped me get my start, helped me move out here, helped me do everything, his family. Um, 
his daughter, who is like a daughter to me, just, you know, graduated high school and is going to college. And, you know, so many things changed when I came over here. It was like starting a whole new life and getting away from my divorce and my ex-wife and, um, you know, the problems that I was experiencing with that. And, and coming here was kind of like a, a, a rebirth. So um, we, we kept the name CTR, um, which was from, from, from there. Because, you know, when we shut down Barbershop, you know, there were a few demons, you know, that that, that, that my partner had left some, some debts and stuff like that. And so when I come over here, I came with a dyno that myself personally, I knew how to use. I could tune cars on VTEC controllers and stuff like that. I wasn't a tuner. Back in the AFC days. <laughs> I wasn't a tuner, yes. I, wa I wasn't even a tuner. We were on Skunk 2 chips, yep. um, the ECUs. Chips, yeah, chips, a lot of us, and, you know. Justin from Sinister, he'd get up and do his cars and stuff like that. Nobody really knew the keyboards, yep. but um, but Dino Spot, yeah. you know, I got to throw out Lawrence. Lawrence has been a guy that's been around years. He tuned my first race car, back that that orange car sitting out oh, there. Shit. You know, and it, he'd do three or four pulls, burn a chip every pass, you know, and everything. And, <laughs> you know, he was one of those guys. But, you know, he would say, hey, you need this. Hey, you need this. Hey, you need this. So we'd go spend more money and we'd come back. And, you know, and that was that was the way things. That was the way these shops made it. That's why there were so many shops back then. So, anyways, we got out here to Manteca. We brought the dyno, and um, I used to have a guy named Artie who used to tune for me. Uh, taught me a lot about Chrome and all the other ones, watching him and everything. So when I lost him, you know, he was going through some he was going through some personal issues and stuff like that. I started tuning and I started bringing Ryan from Tech Three. Okay who used to tune at my shop back when I was in San Jose. He'd come over and do weekends and stuff like that. And um, That's when we built Lisa's car, the the, the, the murder the murder hatch, you know, the murder Civic. Yep. And uh, that's when I was my first interaction with a turbo car. And I'm still all, about all motor. We were driving the CRX and, and uh, my, my, my Integra and the train when I got it back. I, I drove all three of the cars at different times. And um, – we got settled here, and we were CTR. Uh, about six years into CTR, I lost my building over where we were, over by the freeway on 99. And, you know, one day uh, my lady said, hey, you know, come check this place out. And we came out here, and it's an empire, Modesto. But, you know, it's 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 we're way on the cuts. Yeah, <laughs> the we're, cuts on, the, we're on the east side of town. And I've had yeah. people tell me, location, location, location. Oh, yeah. But and. Honestly, people are going to go to where you are if if they if they if you're good at what you do. Well, especially and, the industry you're in, I don't think it's so much of a location, location, location yeah. thing. It's it's more so I think what our, you put out. I think we want to be in our world. We want to be far away from people because right. of noise and because yeah, like maybe I'm doing a pull there. after a tune. Hey, you know? The more gray that you see here, <laughs> believe me, right. trust me. My, my my goal is to be in my own on my own property, have my own shop. Yeah. That I'm not paying somebody else's mortgage and being able to not be a slave to the crime because for 20 years yet I've owned my own business. And a lot of people don't understand this. A lot of people think, hey, this facade, hey, he's got a shop. He's rich. I'm not rich. I'm rich at heart, but I'm broke. He's California rich. Hey, <laughs> hey we're all, yeah. Hey, they, they say if you don't make 150 grand a year, you're still living in poverty, right. poverty in the state. Right. But that's bullshit. But when, when it really comes down to it, you know – I do enjoy being out here in Modesto. Yeah. It just it, the, the the clientele is different. Yeah, out here yeah. It, in San Jose, we rented the dyno to Red Zone to 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 Ryan. Ryan tuned cars for me. That dyno ran thirty to forty hours a week, but 
it was $2,500, $2,800 for a shop the size of where the dino's in right now. Yeah. You know, and now I'm in 6,000 square feet, and Rich has like another 14, 1,500 square feet out right. in the back yep. that he runs track life out of. And, you know, this place is cool. You know, I, 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 no matter what I do, you know, we have a lot of cool things that we're always going to, you know, we're going to try to do. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start getting into another industry, you know, we'll be talking about later. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm still going to keep everything that I that I intend to, you know, here we're going to get the shop back open in the front. We'll be doing... Um, We'll be doing uh, block machining. Okay. Um, one one thing uh, that we've noticed, if, if you notice, there's a lot of nice brand new cylinder heads laying around. That's here. why I keep staring at over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think yeah, I might. And they've been sitting around for a long time, <laughs> and you know, uh, one thing where we're where we've been lacking is 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 our machining and getting our machine done in, 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 a, in a in a convenient amount of time. Um, our cylinder head guy, day and a half, you get pieces that look better than they were when they came out of Honda. Yeah. You know, uh, definitely, you know, market, uh, victory cylinder heads does an amazing job for us. He has for years and, and, uh, that's why we continue to use them. He costs a little bit more when it comes down to it, but, um, the quality of the job, he's just an anal old man. Yeah. You know, he's really, don't try and tell him his job because he gave what you pay for. Well, that's well, a crazy absolutely. thing. That's a crazy thing I've noticed in the machining industry too, is it's, it's all old men. There's not a lot of young kids that are doing it. They're not picking up that trait. Well, we do we do have some, you know, the the, the guy that's going to be doing our machining. I, I can't speak upon him at the moment, but he's going to be doing <laughs> well, it. That's, that's he's going to be doing there's, it at night. He's a young guy. There's a few, but, but me and Earl, yeah, the guy that does my race machining. Mm -hmm. I, I have someone who does stuff for the clients and stuff like that. But my Earl, I call him Pops. He's he's like a father to me, and um, he's just getting over throat cancer. Yeah. You know, but he beat so far. He beat it. You yeah. know, and, and, and for him. it's a blessing because yep. you know I, I was looking at having to go see him in the hospital, and I and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And then one day my daughter came in and said, "Hey, Dad, I, I think Earl's out in front." And I was like, "What?" And I went outside, and it was him. But he was like half the man he used to be. He's like he went through chemo and everything, and so on and so forth. So you know that guy was. We talked, you know, and he told me he goes, "You know what? There aren't many people that that." understand this this industry and a lot not a lot of the father son teams like uh, i guess there was a guy here in town recently he didn't teach his son nothing his son worked there but he didn't teach his son none of, none of the business and it's not going to pass on that's that's what i liked about uh i don't know if you've ever heard of it in lodi gross racing i have heard so joey and his dad his mm -hmm. dad was the original machine has been doing boat motors for years right. and then he taught his son joey everything you know so joey picked it up and Great. followed it I'm sure even Joey's kids are going to end up doing the same thing. You know what I mean? I doubt it. Ah. Uh, do you, no. do you here's think why it's I a generation that. thing? That, that Here, no, here's why I say that. I doubt it. it. Why? Here's why. He doesn't want it. Uh-uh. Oh. How much longer? How much longer? Today. Uh-huh. Okay. And I'm not going to get politics. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. How much longer today do you think the conventional engine is going to be in play? Yeah, you got a point there. <sighs> Honestly? Honestly, that's a hard one because you have honestly, the older people that want to stay into that. Yeah, but it, it, it's going to change yeah. pretty soon. They're going to take it away from us. I'm just saying, you look at it the way of generation gap. How many gap. Like years do you think the conventional engine will still be sold in a vehicle? Oh, I, it's it's going to go. It's but, not going to be long. It's no. on its way out. Yeah, it's it's yeah, on it its is. way out. This whole industry is going to change. Oh, yeah. And that's why I was thinking, hey, do I want to go through and open up like a complete machine shop and get some machines or go get a bunch of CNC machines to make parts for stuff that 
How much longer is it going to be yeah, here? You're, you're probably right on that. Yeah. How much I longer just, is it going to be here? I look here? at it this way. You it's look... definitely a lost art. Oh, yeah. But not only just a lost art, but it's... How much longer are they going to let us race these cars? I, I don't, I'm sorry, guys, but I no, think I, I'm hitting I, a very real point right now. No, you here. are. Wow. I, I, I like, agree with you. It's something that's, that's reality that people don't want to face. The only reason I, I say it's a 50-50 thing on that is because you look at the generation. And your dad... Will they let it fail? That's, that's Will they let it fail? That, that's where it's going to come to. Will they because let it fail? Because you have, like, your dad that was into hot rods. Then right. you have you that are into imports. Then you have the next generation that's into a little bit of import. Hey, and then electrical. And then, you know what I mean? My dad picked me up in a... 72 240z yeah for our visits yeah yeah and threw me and my brother in the hatch <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. Like, cuddy this is like a oh, different yeah. world like oh, yeah. well that was you like see me. kevin hart the other day i'm gonna oh, sue the yeah the for, wrecking, for my car. wrecking my car for not putting airbags in my car hey buddy who puts airbags in a 70 charger hey buddy right? whatever. come on i have a friend who was there at the scene of the accident okay we'll just leave it at that yeah, I'm just, okay. I'm just You know what I'm saying? You can't sue a company to build no. you a car I think that you that, sanction and not put air I think that goes along with what we talked about in our last uh, with Ryan was that no matter how much money you have into a car, if they don't know how to drive it, how many times do you, see, do you have people that build cars that come in here and build cars, but they Mustang? can't drive them for sure? Right. Mustang? It's a Mustang. No, I, I, I'll leave the Mustang guys alone because the, you know, they, they, they always give my Honda enough. guys shit, but whatever. Well, that's what I mean. Of the generation thing, you have the, the hot rods that hate imports, and then you have the imports that hate the electrical, and then you have the electrical that are now the new kids. And hey. that's why I say it, it's going to change, but I think it's going to be one of those. You're gonna fight it till the end, type shit, or until that generation pass away. I made a post three days ago, uh-huh. three years ago. Okay, it was the last day I raced. I raced the train, uh-huh. and I raced a Mustang, badass like <laughs> nine, nine like forty Mustang. Yeah. And you know, of course, he got out on me, and when I went through and I pulled my chute, and I'm there pulling my chute up, and he came around at the end, and he was like, "Hey, dude." That shit is fast. <laughs> and I only went 9-0 on the car because something was still wrong with the tranny. I was actually out of the event, and I thought, and then all of a sudden I found out it was the number one qualifier, and I had a buy, and then I got a, I got a, an easy run into the finals against the Mustang. And when I pulled the shoot on the Mustang, the guy told me, he goes, hey, I've never seen the bottom of one of those Hondas before. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, dude, yeah, the car was literally <laughs> like two yeah. and a half, three feet up you in the air. Damn, you can damn near pick the train up by yourself oh, you can. from the no, back. You, sure. you can grab the wheelie bar with the motor yeah. in it and pick it up. Yeah, oh yeah. But the crazy thing is, is it did it to me in Vegas when it got stuck in gear. Mm-hmm. And then the, something was still wrong with the transmission. But I, the, the brakes are so heavy. On, we, you know, we have a handbrake, which mm-hmm. is rear and the, the front brake. Yeah. So I, I had the thing standing up, literally. And... I'm like a ninja on the shoot. I don't know if anybody's ever seen me race. I don't care if I if I if I hit third gear in full power, I bang my shoot. I don't care because I would rather bang my shoot and fold it than wreck my car. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Oh, yeah, it's all it's all a safety thing. It's all in life. Without a doubt. But when that happened, that made me laugh because it was like, come on, like really, a, a guy said he saw the bottom of your car. <laughs> That's fucking scary, dude. Right. Oh yeah. That's well, scary. speaking of racing, mm-hmm. how you saying you know crazy race? What's what's either the I don't know best race, craziest race, oh, by most far. memorable race you think you can think of? By far, um, it was uh, SummerSlam in English Town, New Jersey, two thousand and five or two thousand and six or maybe two thousand and four. I drove 
the train because I had blown up my motor the week before and Stuart didn't make it out for the event. And uh, highlighted the career, won the event, first national event win, uh, first interview on ESPN with Griff Allen. Remember that dude? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn. And, and what was the other uh, Smash or Crash Gladys? You know, remember those people from you know? Oh, and, long, and, long time uh, ago. Kenny Sargent. You know, they were they were all they were all a part of that. I mean, dude, those days, it's, like they're different. And we were touching on that earlier about like. I don't know, dude. I get on the fucking TV sometimes, and I go on, and I see the fucking spelling bee on ESPN. Yeah. Or I see, yeah. like, squash or cricket, or it's like, I don't understand this stuff. I was watching Cornhole the other day. Yeah. Hey, whoa, whoa. No. no don't not Cornhole, I'm down man. for Cornhole, but I'm a, I'm a racer. I want to see racing no, instead of Cornhole. No, but what I don't understand is, like, look, you go on, you go on ESPN or NBC or mm-hmm. the whatever, and you see NASCAR, 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 all week yeah. long. Yeah. Okay, there are no shows for NHRA. They they do they do it all on the internet of the web. Yeah, look, NHRA, I hate to say it, is dying. Oh, big time! It's dying. dying if time. you watch NHRA shows, there are barely full fields. Okay, they they have they they are pulling career people and and bringing them in the sport, which is a smart thing. Like Mike Salinas, racer from uh, San Jose, mm-hmm. scrapper racing, badass. Has Alan Johnson in his quarter. He's not the best guy on the tree, but he gets it done. He's in the chase and so on and so forth. But they have that whole deal. that They're still chasing the championship. They make it work. They bring events. But what happened to 30-car fields? What happened to, you know, like you only get that at the, at the, the U.S. Nationals. So we talked about this also personally about even just our local racing, right. how CMIs used to be 100-plus cars. Like you, you couldn't get a whole day through. Until it was dark. Right. And now you literally have four, five, six, maybe ten car shit, classes. We, we go to the finals, and by the time shit did that one night, we were done. We were home by seven. Honestly, yeah. guys, you want, me, you want me to answer that question? Yeah. If you, I mean, okay. If Here's a real deal. Okay. Being a promoter, I know this. Yeah. The problem is, like, when I threw events, I think the industry needed me. Okay. Because there wasn't events. Yeah. Okay. If you noticed, I threw my last event in Bakersfield, and I was done. Okay, my event was taken from me by another promoter. Money, whatever. Okay, when we walked out of Bakersfield that day, when we when we had our first date, we did a two a day event. Okay, we throw old school events. Yeah. Okay, events that would like get the community together, have the night in the pits, hang out, yep. give you time. We gave. Four passes for qualifying. Well, that was another thing, too, that we had spoken on, how there was that whole fucker racer bullshit where you couldn't talk to a race car driver. Well, that's how that event was. That night before in the pits, you could literally walk around and meet right. every racer you wanted. I think, right. see, now, if we're going to talk about that situation, like hockey, like, like I said, I think a lot of it is what hit that original movie. Not saying fuck every racer, but I no, think no, you're no. saying that, like we've talked no, before, no, I, the big dogs uh, don't you know, really that, that dude, hockey, that dude hockey, let me just say this. You know what? <laughs> I give that guy props because he does try to do things for the community. Yeah. He fucking bats off from the heart way too much, but he just he's a passionate dude. I watch his stuff, but I don't I don't follow him or anything. But hey, I got passion to anybody that has passion, 
you know, like what, like, you know, look, he takes the time, he has his podcast and whatever, you know, whatever, fuck you or fuck whoever else, you know, if, if you don't, if you think I'm different, from, I don't care. Yeah. Like my, my vision of me, like right now at 50 years old is if you got a problem with me, say so. If not, fuck you. If you want to <laughs> talk behind my back, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Cause you know what? You ain't fucking doing shit to me. You ain't paying my bills. You ain't hurting my family. You ain't paying my bills. You're still getting your your bills. Still getting paid even though they're just doing here doing this. Right. Yep. I just I work work hard for my clients. I work hard for my customers. And I know. And you know what? Yeah, I do take a long time. But you know what? It comes down to it. Hey, a lot lot of people that come here to have me work on their car, not to have somebody else work on their car. As long as it's done right, I don't think it should matter how long it takes. As long as it's done uh, right. No, you gotta. There are well, some. I'm just, gotta have time. I'm just saying you have. There are some time, You have the people that will put tough. a whole motor together in a fucking hour, and oh, it's no, gonna yeah, die I can put, in a day. I can put but, a motor together in an hour, but you're not gonna be happy with exactly. it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You, I'd be happier with. I oh, I took a day or two. <laughs> my bad. Extra. Or oh fuck, it was done fucking four hours early. My bad. You know. Right. So right. and that's why I say the time frame thing. It's. No, it, it's there. It's just that people don't understand what it takes to build a car. Well, you to, also to have build a life proper motor outside or, of a shop. No, you don't. <laughs> you have family. You have kids. Uh, you know what? <laughs> well, that's the point. Is that's, uh, you either like le- I, I sleep here or make time. Oh, you have to make time. I oh, yeah. have to make time for myself. And you know how I do that? I go play soccer. Well, yeah, but I'm just that's the only <laughs> way I get out did of you here. You watch episode one? I, no, I did. I did. <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Told you you played soccer. Yeah. No, hey, uh, hey, hey, fuck you all. <laughs> hey, fifty years old. No, my knees are good. Damn it. <laughs> no, my knees. Hey, I got a six pack, not a twelve pack. So you know what? Fuck all y'all. But hey, I'm, I'm fifty years old. I play three nights a week, right? And I do it for my sanity. Well, it it gets me away from here. Yeah. It actually gets my mind off the racing. And 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 and, and I'll tell you, it was definitely a replacement for racing. Mm-hmm. Because when I couldn't race anymore, because it, there was a point like it, this state has fucked up this business so much in the last oh, yeah. three years that it's 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 impossible to 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 own this business unless you have phenomenal amounts of money. Oh yeah, well look at look at the laws that they passed where you can't even ship half the shit here. I can't, dude. The other day, I cannot call Summit. Oh yeah, and no. order a Type R intake from AEM. Nope. That's three inch. Yep. I, I can order a carb legal yeah. GSR, yep. but it, it, it's, it's, it's I no, had no, to, but that's just summit, but I can't even call so, the distributors. No. Yeah. So here's the fucked up one. I bought, so I'm doing a diesel into my blazer. Good luck. Oh, it's already done. I right. just have to finish wiring. Right. So I They're bought. the worst right now. Oh, dude. I bought two plates, two billet aluminum plates to make my own wire bridge. Okay. They wouldn't even ship the plates to my house. Because they said, you could modify your intake with these plates, so we can't ship them to California. I said, they're not even a part. They are literally they were trying to buy a 16-volt battery for a race car? No, I have not. Yeah, it's not California compliant. <laughs> for real? It's not California <laughs> compliant. so stupid. Okay? That's what I'm saying. It's it's literally that bad that you can't even buy two pieces of metal because it could There's be a, a part. I, I tried to order a, uh, a boost per gear, uh, you know, so max solenoid. Yeah, a little max solenoid. It's not carb legal. From AEM. It's not carb legal. That's nuts. Yeah, there's just it, it, there's certain things. And, and guys, hey, this whole oh, you know everybody talks shit about old Uncle Trump, the cheese puff, whatever. But you know what? When everybody started popping up the other day, oh, carb, the EPA, this that, I, I, I'll vote for that guy. Yeah. Hey, like I said I'm not going to turn this into a political rant. Okay. 
Yeah. But guys, if California could just go back to being the way it used to be, oh yeah, there's money in this industry. There's so oh, there's it. huge money. The in. problem is, is that, and you want to you want to hear what the biggest problem with this industry right now is? Facebook. Oh yeah. We Social had this media. conversation on the way here yeah. about somebody Facebook. said somebody's car wouldn't start and it was only going to. It's not even about Facebook. the he said she said. It's about the forums. No, that's what we were talking about. All the, the shit the dumb retards talk that's was, getting sold was, yeah. around. Oh, yeah. They just keep selling the same old bullshit. Yeah. I get clients that come in here and spend some good money, but they're mostly from out of town. Yeah. My my best clients, uh, and and I, and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, the Modesto guys. But my best clients, the ones that spend the money, they're all from out of town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they come because they hear, you know, that we put the time, the effort, and I, I, I am I am fucking OCD yeah. when it comes to cars. You, you see the cars that I oh, build. Yeah. They're not just fucking cars. They're, and, and believe me, the Ace of Spades oh, trust me, I would remember have never when left I was, here When I was helping you driver, do that roof, right. you were like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't drill with that drill bit. You use this drill bit. Like, yeah. you were like. My throttle cable, when you tuned my car, yeah. he was looking at it, and he goes, it's got too much slack. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you want to have it right there. And, and, and I took that in the game, and I'm like, no, so now when I put mine on, I'm right. like, I want no hey, fucking slack. You want throttle response? Yeah, exactly. hey, no, you put that no, cable I, not to where it's pulling, but just before. Yep, yep. You want to be able to – hey. As soon as you touch it, it's gone. Hey, you know they and talk about driver mods the these days. These kids just say, hey, that's a driver mod right there. Put that cable on tight, son. It's true. I, it's sometimes sucks. I'll grab a cable, and these kids come in. Let's talk about preparedness. I, that was one of the one of my topics. Let's get into preparedness. So, uh, you as a tuner, uh-huh. you have someone show up with a car, calls you, sets a time at ten thirty. Say, I have a tuner at ten thirty. They show up. Their car is fucking TPS isn't set. Throttle cables loose. Fucking all this other stuff. Inject, old injectors plug, aren't in. Injectors aren't in. Fuel pumps not yeah. on yet. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what what do you what would you recommend to our viewers? That almost like Not a checklist. The world. Well, yeah, even the world, like a, almost a checklist that you should really have your car set to before you even call a tuner. Okay, first of all, you know what I'm saying. First of all, the word you just said before you even call your tuner, your car should start. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Before you even call a tuner, your car should start. You should verify that it has oil pressure. It has oil leaks, not all over the place. Mm-hmm. Okay. That all four injectors are firing, that all four cylinders are firing, power balance test. I mean, there's so many little tiny things. Um, You know, you you could do your break-in. Now, there are reasons why, hey, I have to bring my car because it doesn't have the right injectors or I live. I get clients that come from Hanford or Corcoran or Mm -hmm. Fresno, um, and they, they don't have it. So, you know, we work with those in situations. But if you can, get the base map. Yeah. Um, You know what? I got a client who just mailed me his ECU because he on accident erased it and sent it to me. They said, send your ECU to me. Mm-hmm. I'll burn you a chip. Or I'll, it doesn't always work. You know, the math might, the math isn't always right. Yeah, yeah. But burn a chip, have it ready. It'll, so so it'll when you show, your, car. your car's running. Yeah. yeah. Okay, first of all, that's the biggest thing. I, a really good friend of mine from another shop that Dino's here, he brought a car the other day and it didn't fire. There were a couple things we had to fix and then it fired up and I heard it. I could hear it. I, I I know that Subaru sound. Three and a half cylinders. I'm like, something's not right. Something's not right. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. This, that, and the other. So it's on a coil on plug. Um, and you know what? I just want to throw a shout out. I actually opened up a program from another tutor, Edwin, you know, over at DNR. I'm going to give you props because your tune looked respectful. Okay? 
respectful. It didn't look like a California earthquake. It looked respectful. So when I hear people say, oh, Edwin blew up my shit or Chad blew up my stuff or anything like that, hey, I just want to tell you, I will, I will give props to, you know, tuner. There are people that know how to tune. Of course. There's a lot of us that know how to tune. Of course. Right? And I will speak upon good tuners in the Bay Area, and there's some people that do things in another way. Let's get back to preparedness for the time. <laughs> so when you come, guys, I'm going to let out a little secret right now. Not a lot of people know this because I've done a little bit of playing around with flex fuel tuning. Okay. So when you show up at my shop with your car on empty <clears throat> and 10 gallons of E85 in your trunk and you drain your gas, okay, I know this from data. All right. By the time you drain that gas, even if you tip the car sideways and get everything that you can, you still have some st some left in that tank. Mm -hmm. You would not believe how much is still in that tank. Let me put it to you this way. When you put five gallons in and mix it with whatever's left in the tank, I had a car that was 60%. Wow. Oh, shit. Okay. Damn. 60%. That's a lot. So I tuned that car. Okay. You're going to have a totally, 60%. Yeah. totally different. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is just like tuners. If you don't know this, here's a deal. I'm giving you, giving free you game. one. Give free game right now. For real. Okay. <laughs> so we got to see how long it took for, and this was an all motor car. So it wasn't like boosted or anything. We, mm -hmm. we did it and it, it's got flex fuel in it. Mm -hmm. So I got to actually see how long it, how took, long to it took. He never got over 80%. Never got over 80%. Did you ever test the fuel yep. that he had in the jug? Yeah. Yep. Most wow. of it, like, guys, like, you know, you think just going to filling up 85, this, that, and never, you're done. Okay? Well, there's a winter blend. There's a summer, summer yep. blend. Yep. Winter blend is closer to 85. Summer blend is closer to 70. Yep. So, long story short, That's you tune a car at 60%. Okay? An all-motor yep. car. Yep. Tune it. Done. Da -da -da -da. My dyno says I tune like 12.3. Mm -hmm. On E85s for all motor cars. And, and even the turbo cars seem to like it in that area too when you're running them hard. Okay. If you're at 60% when you tune that car, okay, what's going to happen when it gets to 85%? It feels like it's going to lean out. Yeah. It's going to lean out. Because yep. you don't have as much gasoline yep. and so on and so forth. Yep. Now, you guys wonder why. You got these guys out here blowing up motors, this, that, and the other, and whatnot. It's because they don't understand certain things like yeah. this. Yeah. Okay, when you're messing with the 85, it's always going to change. Well, that's why everyone that I've ever known that runs the 85, I'm like, you need to test your fuel at your pump every time you pump it. That's why I run E85 R, C85, or X85 because it's consistent. Everything out of a can. It's consistent. Yeah. Okay. But that's when what I'm saying. You when you buy, have someone that's in a pump, when you buy from the pump, okay. Yeah. And you go and you tune at 60% and you blame your tuner yeah. for blowing up your car yeah. because all of a sudden now you got 85% and it blew up eight months later. Yep. We tune for this. We allow for this. Yeah. Now, I actually tuned the car on the rich side yeah, yeah. just to make just sure. Just so it would fluctuate. Just so we would see. Yeah. This is why we have clients who have been racing their cars for two, three, and four years. Yeah, yeah. But I have a client, two times in the last month has been here on a cast piston on gasoline. And I tell him, stop, 360. As yeah. soon as we hit 370, burns up a piston. And I'm pulling timing. I'm running. I, people say I don't run enough timing. I run 
what what I think I would rather make power with boost than with timing because you know then there's a point where there's good side you know minimum best and best timing you know and, and maximum so you know there there is there there's, there's definite truth to it but you know the free game that I'm allowing you guys like right now like E85 major timing you know what you guys create the problem with the tuner you push the tuner the tuner says hey do you want to keep going he says yes 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 if we're telling you hey we know the idea i mean i can tell you 400 b20v stop oh yeah yeah okay stop that's it 360 lsv stop yeah yeah oh yeah yeah i mean you being in it so long that you've been in it you know I mean, there, there's always going to be... Single cam? D, D16? Hey. 205? Stop! Hey, I don't know. You've seen that nine-second D-series no, the other day. Hey, those are Woo! bad cars. Don't get a, don't get a twisted. Car, no. But I'm, I'm just saying it. No, I'm telling you guys, oh, yeah. the, the day and the age right now, and I can't tell you how many clients I get here, and it's crazy. It's crazy. I got guys out there kicking Corvettes and Mustangs' asses on the freeway. Yeah. With stock eBay turbo setups, stock motors, you know, yeah. it, 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 it amazes me to see what we're doing with these cars these days. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we talked about earlier, would you ever thought in your right mind you would see an eight-second all-motor car? No. no. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a little but bit more let's, to that. Let's finish but... with preparedness. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I feel you should do. You should get your car up and running, then call your tuner. Make sure that you're you're good. Now, a tuner can do his job a lot better if you have the right tools. Mm -hmm. Extra bungs in your pipe or a bung, okay? <laughs> if you show up here without a bung, an O2 bung, I'm speaking. Well, you, don't like, you don't like to slide the little you, mini exhaust yeah. pipe up the dumb yeah, pipe. I know. That <laughs> if you want a quality tune, a quality tune, that show shit, up that shit kills me. with a bung. In your header or your downpipe yeah. or whatever, yeah. in a good spot. It's better to have two. One for your factory O2 or your wideband that you should have. Every fucking car, every one, and I can tell you, maybe 20% have them. Every fucking car oh, yeah. that comes here, you spent how much money on your car? Why not spend 200 bucks on a fucking wideband? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was the thing. I'm, I'm going to turn this way right <laughs> No, I'm <laughs> – hey. No, it's true. Hey. And it's the no, same no, thing I, I, we were talking about I, earlier. I know I need one. I'm still going to use mine. Oh, yeah. But I'm you're still, still... going to use mine. But why don't you have yours? Because you guys want to be – you know, you guys want to spend four or $5,000, build this motor, this, that. But you won't do your due diligence to just fucking know that you have a problem? Yeah. Well, it's also like the people that come to tune. Build – Build a five thousand dollar car, come for a tune, and only bring one set of spark plugs in the motor. Right. Like you don't think you're gonna burn up that set of spark plugs, or something could happen with that plug that you want to throw a fresh plug in there. But now Sorry, you complain. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm you complain. Oh, I got, I only got four dollars left in my pocket after this tune. I, I can't know, I, just say, I, don't, I don't, I don't understand that. And yeah, show up. Okay, wide band is a, is a, is a positive. You know, boost gauges, this, that, all these gauges in the world. Ah. One important gauge, and I'll tell you, and I'm going to give you guys another little bit of free game. This is something that I found that uh, works real cool. It's an innovative unit that has four different functions in it. It's meant to be a wideband, an E85 analyzer. It also has a fuel pressure sensor and a fuel temperature. Wow. Who cares about fuel pressure and temperature like on the gauge? I really wouldn't do it. 
Well, you know what I'm putting that that thing on? I'm putting that on the oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I have a, a, a gauge that oil does pressure. oil pressure, oil temp, E85 analyzer, yes. and a wideband. Yeah. And it data logs all under my laptop yeah. through the S300 or whatever program and so on and so forth. Yes. Now I can scientifically do my job. Yeah. I can scientifically do my job properly, mm -hmm. okay, all the way around. As I said, if you show up with these few things, it makes it easier for the tuner to do his job. And the thing is, know your car. Know what injectors are in it. Know what compression your pistons are. Try to know if your head has been milled 50 times or if it's a B16 head and it looks like a GSR. Okay? Um, all this stuff makes a difference. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, just have knowledge in what you're doing. But the most important thing is, is come prepared. And, and, and know that if you show up late... You're fucking up your tuner and everybody else that's yeah. going to show there later. Well, and that was another thing I was going to say about the preparedness thing is even if you're not calling your tuner to get a tune at this point, you right. can still call your tuner and say, hey, I'm building this. I want to be prepared before I come to you. Is there anything that I should touch on my car before I come to you? Oh, no. I get guys that do that. Absolutely. And, hey, you know what? Do you do that? And always ask, ask your tuner because every tuner is going to be different. Yep. Yeah. But let me tell you something. If your tuner... If the first thing he doesn't do is pick up a test light, fire him and take your car off his dyno, okay? <laughs> Second of all, okay, if he doesn't do the due diligence to give you the time you fucking paid for, don't ever go back to that motherfucker again. And let me tell you, I'm not going to mention names. I'm not going to get into that it because it That goes both that. ways, though, too. Like right. you that said, if, the, ways. Or if the, the racer or builder or whatever shows right. up an hour late, Right. And you're still expecting your three hours? You're wasting your time. Well, no. You, you, you know what you do? Is you have to reschedule that person. Yeah. Because you got to give everybody their time yep. to do it right yep. or put him at the back end yep. and make him wait, which is what I usually yep. do. Or pay more. But the thing is, is that you can't substitute being in a hurry yeah. for doing that. Yeah. I do have neighbors. Yeah. Okay. I have done some fast tunes at night. I do have clients that have been. Hit me up. Hey, dude, you said something about this guy only did three or four passes, but you tuned my car in like five or six passes. Was it nighttime? Was it real late? You go, yeah. Well, I have neighbors. I try to be respectful. Yep. Like literally, yep. I have a church across from me, another church across from me, and 50 people that live in regular homes. I, I, my shop is on the 132. Yep. So um, I try to be a good neighbor. You know, at the same time, we also do toy drives. You know, we've missed it the last two years because I've been dealing with some own personal demons oh, and yeah. stuff. But, you know, we do toy drives to support our community and the local kids. Yeah, yeah, in my guys, community, say, we give like those that. to the kids a, a, a week before Christmas and we, we give family and canned food and stuff like that. Yep. You know, it, it's it's not just about, you know, what I can do here for me. I want to be good to my community, yeah. you know, because oh, yeah. I have kids. And trust me. Through the last two years, I've struggled to put food on my kids' plates. A lot of people don't know that I haven't really been open. Like, no. like I, like no. I'm, in, I'm stagnant right you've now. Been, you've been a little, little low key lately. You know, little I, you know I, if you all don't know, my dad passed away, um, in February last year. And man, Kevin can speak for this. Like, that's like, it's. It's, it's, like, you know, it's the hardest thing in the world to go through. And, and, and my dad died of cancer. And I knew he was dying of cancer. And uh, he fell a couple days after Christmas. 
and uh, spent New Year's in the hospital with him. And uh, he severed his spine when he fell. And uh, that day, I walked in. I was watching some football. My uncles and my brother and I walked in, and you know, a doctor came in, and my uncle's like, "Hey, you know, because his son's going through it too." And, and uh, he goes, "You know, hey, you know, just be honest with us. You know, you know, you guys said you, there's some shadows and stuff, and we found out that day my dad had cancer, and uh, I got to spend 56 days with my dad." when they told us that he had four to six months to live. And uh, I got to spend 56 days every Sunday that I could uh, with my dad and my kids. Uh, my youngest went, my oldest went, but my my middle daughter didn't go. She didn't have the relationship with him uh, because she sort of felt abandoned by our, our strange. We were strange for a lot of years. You know, we always talked and stuff like that. My father was a, a fireman and a policeman. Um, for uh, 30 years, he was a fireman and a, a reserve police officer in uh, in Tiburon. And uh, my dad was my hero, like most kids. Yeah. You know, uh, I didn't live with him. I didn't grow up with him. I grew up with a stepfather. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, losing my father, it fucked me up. It fucked me up. And, I'll be uh, honest with you. I'm a little, a little jealous. Like you said, you got to spend, you know, 56 days or whatever. Yeah. I mean, my dad was... Sudden. Yeah. It was very unexpected. Well, so. that's that. That's that, what, that's that's. I, a, I understand that. Definitely fucked up. That's a message. Yeah. That's a message that you know what you know. Strive to be the best person you could be today, because tomorrow's never promised. And I didn't really get that. Yeah. I was a I was a I'm selfish person all my life, controlling in a way of like how I control my business and you know and and and, and my children and everything and so on and so forth and and and. I'll tell you, you know, my father dying didn't just leave a hole in my heart. It left um, hate and anger. No, um, I, you know, like I said, my dad was my hero. It, 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 it's it's um it, it's it's a person that's not there to talk to. It, it it's a person that you know, like I said, it was my hero, and and it, and it made me realize. That I need to prepare oh, yeah. myself. And my dad, like, I'm OCD with the car, but I'm looking at a mess right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and we cleaned up this little area. I haven't been able to get his things clean, but my dad was OCD. When we cleaned out my father's house, everything was in bags and it said on the, <laughs> the, the, the what paint colors were used for this. And I, it, my dad was prepared, but he wasn't completely finished. There was a file when he passed away of everything that he wanted to do with his estate. For his I, kids, and my dad had—I ran into the same thing—had uh, dementia, and it, it messed with his—it uh, messed with his ability to function and finish that process. So my dad had a will, but it wasn't signed. My dad had a trust, but it wasn't all signed. So for the last two years, we've been going through uh, probate and things like that to get it closed. We had to sell his house and go through some stuff, and and um, we didn't think we were going to be here. So for this last year and a half, like my. My store, my my showroom that I spent like twenty five grand remodeling, you know, three years ago, is a storage facility for all my personal belongings, my dad's personal belongings, my mom's personal belongings are upstairs, and um, it's disenfranchised me from being able to do the whole business. So we've been shut down. So I've just been kind of doing some tunes and stuff like that, kicking and keeping things, but you know. 
to talk about like future. So yeah, it was just the rebirth. Is I was just about to say, what is your next step? Future is like I said, we're we're going to start. Um, we have a section of the the shop that uh, was just used for storage and facilities yeah. that we're going to open up and we're going to do uh, machining. Okay. Buying some machines that we're going to be doing um, uh, engine engine um, bore home clean just uh, block stuff. Mm-hmm. We have a perfectly good uh, cylinder head gentleman that we're going to use, and um, we also now have the ability to sleeve and do the TJP girdles that my buddy uh, has bought a three axis and is purchasing another one. So we have some cool things that we're going to be able to offer here local to the Bay Area now. Um, not necessarily exclusive, but you know, Trevor's like one of my very good friends, and uh, and we're going to be working real closely together. Uh, cool thing is, is now you won't have to say bring in your block. Maybe you could just, unless you want your VIN numbered block back, you could use it as a core, yeah. and you could walk away with a built block that's going to be sitting here with wrap yeah. um, already done. We'll carry pistons, rods. We're going to go back to carrying performance stuff. Uh, one of our mistakes when. We opened Circuit Pros. Um, was a bad partnership. It was a learning lesson, um, and we also got into the JDM and the, the little parts and stuff Crazy like that. It's yeah, yeah, it, yeah, that, it, that shit ain't for I'm me, and it never was. And I was kind of like, if you can't beat them, join them. And you know what? For three great months, I allowed people to help run my business, yeah. literally take over the front of the sales, and um, it was nice. It was nice to have a team, and that's what we're going to try to do is we're going to try and build a good team. i got an old business owner who's going to be running the front of the shop on an everyday basis. Um, and he knows me. Um, I've gotten rid of my cell phone, so for all you guys that had my cell phone, call the shop because <laughs> if you don't have my cell phone number, you're not my friend or you're my family, and I don't want to get I got the number. phone call <laughs> at 10 o'clock for a tune. However... I do have my notifications. I'm gonna need on. that for my new tune. <laughs> Just let you know. You can you can reach me on 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 Facebook Messenger and on on Instagram. You know, and everybody knows those. Yep. I'm gonna we'll link those on, down below. Yeah, well. yeah, we'll, 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 get we'll those. link all his stuff. So we'll get guys. all the new numbers. We, we the, the phone. Yep. Uh, the shop has phone numbers again. Cool. Uh, fax number, yep. internet, everything. So we're working on getting everything back up. Um, we're going to be moving a dyno. To Fresno. We're going to okay. be opening up a location in Fresno and taking a network now of will, tuners to Fresno. Will that be your shop or will that just be a spot for you to – That will be a tuning tune uh, – will, No, it will – well, no, no, no. I'm just saying you be there to tune. I will be there two days a week. Okay. There's going to be another import tuner from okay. that area that's going to be there a couple of days a week. Okay. And then uh, a couple uh, – or splitting time depending on how scheduling works. Uh, I plan on having a performance guy doing – American performance. Okay. Um, we're also looking to add an all-wheel drive uh, dyno here. It'll start off two-wheel drive at first because uh, through this process of my dad passing away, it, there's just it's it's been a long process. And I've had some dynos lined up that have, that uh, that have un- unfortunately been sold. Um, so we're changing it up a little bit. But um, the, the the key is is that we'll be able to, to service every customer. Yeah. Um, I've been in talks with a uh, damn good fabricator about possibly coming out here full time. Nice. Um, we want to start getting into uh, the domestic market. Um, Better not be who I'm thinking it is. My dad, no, 
Okay. Does, it start with the, does it start not, with a D? No, <laughs> no, no, but you know what? They, it, you know what? It, it, the strings are, are are closely attached, which is funny. So, really? but but the, the whole the whole fact of the matter is is it, where the shop is going to become. We're going to have dyno tuning machine shop. Yep. We have the availability of doing cylinder heads. We're hoping to flip. Get something going for our, our own CNC program really soon. That's something that I'm looking into. We're going to be doing sales. We're going to do fabrication. Push performance is still going to go. Uh, we're going to work on – I will not be making the front ends myself personally anymore. I'll be focusing on the marketing and, and, and getting some guys. We're going to be hiring three or four guys to work over there. Mm -hmm. um, we're coming out with new product, new front ends that are going to push the boundaries of these little dingle dicks sticking out the front of what the cars. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Are you you going to get into the, the, the carbon life, or are you still just going to leave uh, a fiberglass? No, we're going to do both. We're going to okay. do both. We're, the, the difference is, is that we're going to – everybody asks us, you know, why, why don't we make carbon front ends? Okay, there's a reason we don't make carbon front ends. Okay, JoJo, who is the originator of this front end, mm -hmm. okay, designed them – to say NHRA, we want to do this. It's a safety product. Yeah. Okay. It's opening up the wheel wells for these guys. You don't have these guys doing 950s with stock fenders cutting tires. So they allowed it because it looks stock. Now these front ends don't look stock. No, not at all. Okay. We have the JoJo front ends, and I'll get into explaining the JoJo process, but we have the JoJo front ends that Richard has taken and taken them and modified them symmetrically. Okay. So basically this half is the same as this half. He had he made little diet, you know, uh, little uh, what do they call them? Um, I'm getting old. So sometimes the words don't just get there. Uh -oh. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, it, basically he, he made uh, stencils to put take on on the other side and, and made it so that everything was was perfect. Yeah. And, and we believe we have yeah, the best fitting. We believe mold. that we have the best fitting front ends on the market, and the say, originals that look stock. Yeah, now there were copycats um, that were sold to another guy, and I don't want to, you know, talk about him. A lot of people don't, you know, go in it, you know. But I, I believe it's a, a two or a three person race in the front end industry right now. There's Frank, who makes a front end that um, a lot of people like because it. Uh, Sticks out and it gives you that extra inches, this, I, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Some no people offense, like them. No Are you talking about the one that does like that's that? The one, no, that's, yeah, the, no, one that's Jason Park. the one with the – That's yeah. Jason. Jason took our front end yep. and, and he modified made it and whatever. And made us, you know, did, a, did it – well, no, he did it aerodynamically yeah, in a way that he thought that it, it would it'd do – and it sticks out, and it, yep. he doesn't have to use a dingle flobber in the front of his car, that's which I haven't so been seeing a lot of those. No, lately. you know what's funny? I saw, I thought about that the other day, you did and, and this morning I saw, I was watching um, the Fall Nationals elimination. Hey, you know what? And let's hit car. that later when we get to rules. Yeah, but I did see one. When we get on to it, when we get to rules, I was going to say it, a later. lot of people don't also know about the but little the, dingle thing. Is, is, well, no, but you know where that started? And I'm going to give it. I'm going to give. I'm going to give props. Somewhere. To somebody, a local kid out here who was the first one to put that on his car in the import scene, Cloyce Holland. Really? That's is that the ES? Is that the EF Cloyce hatch? Holland. Cloyce Holland. Which one? What car is his? Cloyce, the EF hatch. That's what I thought. I, yeah, I thought it was the CBI car. Yes. Okay. 
he was the first guy ever, and I went, what the fuck? And I said, how the fuck? It's in the rules. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a rule base. And then it got lost base, for a yeah. long time. It got lost for a long time, and then it started coming back in the import world. But that's what we're going to do. Is with those front ends, we're going to start pushing the ends, but we're going to start doing stuff that's arrow. Jason Parks challenged me and said, oh, you can't never get a front end to, to, to pull Gs or to trip the front end. I beg to differ. If these guys are doing 180 to 200 miles an hour, why can't a front-wheel drive car? I get it. The tire's going to grow. But I, I just I, I can't see that if a, pr a front end's not made properly, yeah. that it, 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 we can't get a couple inches out of it. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do with push. So, you know, push is going to operate in that part of the facility. We're going to move the all-wheel drive. We're getting scales. Nice. We'll be scaling vehicles, possibly looking for a, an alignment rack. So that way we can do scales on the alignment rack. And be able to do <laughs> everything without having to go back and forth, go back and yep. forth, go back and forth. Yep. Because I'll tell you, a lot of these guys, the, the numbers, the the, 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 the the 60s that we're seeing these days, and the weight distribution, it is, it's phenomenal. Well, and, no, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot in this industry that's changed. No, you see guys that are out there that are running the numbers, okay? Guys that are running the numbers, they they the cars are set up, I don't want to say – Copy paste, but they've they've taken they've got it to work right. I have a, a teammate that runs 40s and th or ran 30s, but the car wasn't built right the first time. They kept changing. Now he went to building another car, and now I don't even know where he is. I haven't talked to him in a while. Greg. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping he'll get back out there. You know, I actually reached out to him to be on here, and he just said he was down. Good. Good. He said I, at some point I will sit down. I said cool. I, I would I, I'd hopefully like to be out racing with him again. He's he's a fucking well. We talked we talked about that on the other episode. That I know he's I've talked beast. to I've talked to a few of your Someone needs and... to go fucking get fat kid. Fuck, bro. We were actually just we talking, talking about, about that this morning. morning. There's a Someone bounty on his head. Bounty. I don't know if you've hey, seen him. Hey, fat kid, I'm coming for your ass. <laughs> I don't know if hey, you've seen him. Fat kid, I'm coming for what? your ass. I'm gonna break cert on this 850 car. And but yeah, you know we're gonna build something new. If we, let me tell you guys, here's, here's my too. idea. Here's my idea. I'm gonna bring the red car back out to have some fun for a minute. Nice. I got a little street car that's sitting over here. I don't know if you guys can see it. It's gonna be an all-wheel drive B series. Um, but my my old sport front-wheel drive car, I'm coming back out with it um, for a. <laughs> excuse me, that was a lung. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, that was the other one. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to come back out and have some fun in drag racing. And honestly, I'm going to give drag racing another shot with one car first. I'm buying a nice trailer that can tow around two or whatever. Mm -hmm. whatever. But I'm going to start with one. Because I'll tell you, the last three years that I've been out racing, watching racing, I have not enjoyed it. And it's not because of the guys that are – God bless every one of you guys that are still out there doing it and everything. Um, it's because and, – and, and, and I implemented this years ago. Who wants to go and sit out in 100-degree weather and watch the guys fix the track? Yep. Okay. It's still like that. Yep. I implemented PANS. We'll Back see. in 2008, and everybody laughed and at me and talked list. shit to me and I wanted to said talk this to you about and that. said that. But my thing is, is that I'm going to give drag racing another chance with one car before I come back out with three. Yeah. And if I don't have fun in this next year drag racing, you're going to find me at the road racing track. You see that? Get your belly pans, goddammit. Hey, everybody, you bitch complain about fucking 
you know, going to the track and not watching racing, if you don't have a fucking belly band, you know, at least something, we, and, you know, someone's got to make something that's maybe a little bit more simple for, like, the everyday guy. Yeah. You know what I'm like, saying? Like, maybe these $400 pans, that this, that, and the other, but someone needs to come up with an idea for a pan. For these kids, I mean, hey, I think I, I know mean, a guy that's got some aluminum. I mean, if somebody wants to give me some diagrams here, I got some free aluminum and a welder. Well, no, we, we, need one of, we need one of these. Honestly, right? get up under the no, car. I mean, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. my shop's open, guys. Yeah, yeah. My, hey, you know, you guys want to come well, down and do development? Do not say that. No, my shop. I got no, a trailer. Open. I'm coming no, over. No, my no. shop is open yeah. to that because these are the things, guys. Look. You want to know why we don't get fucking TV time? Why we don't get the the, the coverage that we need? You know, like I said Nobody earlier, I touched upon this 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 issue. Okay, earlier. Okay, why do we see spelling bees and 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 stupid sports on TV? Why do we not see drag racing? Okay, guys, because we have to be that. professional. Yeah. When they go to our events, and we don't finish events because cars are breaking down all day. Look, guys, and be professional. Don't bullshit. blow your fucking car up at the track just to go fucking, hey, 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 it felt good. Dude, if you spun all the way through the 330 mark, why are you going to keep going? Your time gets gets worse as you go. If you don't 60 foot good, just cruise the fucking car down the track, unless you're in competition. But if you're in qualifying, okay? And this is fucking game right here. Every one of you kids, if you're in qualifying, okay, and you spin through first gear or, or, or you feel something is wrong with your car or it's smoking down the track, go down the right side of the track. Don't fuck it up for everybody else. As a promoter, I used to launch the bracket cars out of the lane and people bitched at me. Oh, we, we paid the same money. But you guys don't understand. We're front-wheel drive. We beat up the same location, that starting line, all day long. Okay, rear-wheel drive cars, it's this long car, this long car, this long car, this long car. Okay, they leave rubber across our starting line. So yeah. any day that we can have domestic cars racing with us is a positive. Okay? Yep. It's not a negative. So if you see a promoter out there that does import and domestic and this that, don't be hard on him because you know what? He's supporting that track. Those guys are helping the track. Well, that was another thing, too. It was CMI, what was it, Fall Fling, that used to be the import versus domestic race. Or it was, CMI, it was Summer Jam? No. There was, there was one CMI I started, that used to I kind of started an import versus domestic thing out here back when I first started the the, the, the West Coast Nationals. The, the OG Outlaw. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We couldn't call it the Outlaw race and because they didn't want to show up to the track having out that was like hey, guns and this that you know like we couldn't do it <laughs> so it, it was the, the branding was west coast nationals but it was the it it's was the outlaw race. Outlaw classes now it was the outlaw oh, race God. and you know and you know and, and now there's outlaw motor classes and we'll talk know, on that yeah. in a minute here. i can't wait to get to this one. i want to hear your opinion <laughs> we were talking something about the there's a little bit of east coast west coast oh okay so let's let's, let's start there we can talk about Am I, am, and that, that kind of goes with the track thing. What do you think... Hold on, wait. Should we do an intro or just want to go back into it? Just go back into it. It's fine. Right. You can edit that That's way. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think... What, what do you think can be done? I mean, the West Coast started it all. The West Coast where it's been at for years. Now, 
like we had discussed before, the East Coast took out all the big racers in the East Coast, all the big numbers in the East Coast, all the records in the East Coast. What do you feel is the reason behind that, and what can we do as a community to bring it back to the West? Or can it be brought back to the West? Or how do we get the East to the West? The biggest, the, the biggest problem with California is they don't want tracks. They want tennis courts and fucking golf courses and country clubs. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. Without the tracks, you know, it might thin out the events, which might be a good thing for the industry because right now, honestly, the problem with West Coast racing is there's too much West Coast racing um, with not enough championship um, capability and honestly believe if, if – So would you say like a started, lack of organization? Dude, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, why don't you go to that? You as a promoter compared to other people as a promoter, are you – Putting on events now compared to what events are now. Yeah, you're not. Promoting I mean, is that is that changing? Do you think the promoters we have compared to the promoters then? Do you think that could be a difference too? Is it the difference in promoters? Well, no, yeah, it, it definitely is. It definitely is. You have guys that are in it for the money, or you know, you have guys that are in it for the, you know, for the sport. Well, that's I what was, I was going to say. I you were for the sport. You because, put on events for racing. Now right. you have events that are. Well, the car shows put up all the money, and then we just have the racing in the background, where it was before the racing was the focus. No, I, I think that it needs to be everything. It, you, you need everything. It's the culture. Yeah. It's absolutely culture. But I'm just culture saying the focus, is the focus base. But the, the, the important thing is is not to get it too lost. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the culture is important. Uh, I, I don't, I don't – do, do I think drag racing needs drifting to survive? No. Um, do, could they work well together as some of the best of events that I've been to myself and seen were drifting events? Uh, because like I said, it's culture. You, mm-hmm. you, if you could do everything you can to put the cultures together and create big, large events instead of a smash of so many. I mean, like I said, I mean, there's a guy that throws fucking 35 events a year, yeah. you know, or, or probably more than that, 50 events a year. 36 event 36 times a year when he's got some going in two different places at once to me yeah. that's not a guy that's in it for the for, for the for the for no. the you know for the love that's a guy that's about 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 dollars and cents well i know like when i grew up racing or in you know just in the cmi world you literally had one each season it was you know winter warm-ups spring fling I remember like four, you know, there were five, five events. But Tony, that's what I'm saying. Tony threw five events, now, and then there was Battle of the Imports that yes. threw five events. Well, I'm sorry. Let me let me say like four or five events locally. Yes. Okay, and then at the time there was Nopi and NHRA. There was a lot going on then. But it wasn't saturated like it is now where you no, literally can yeah. go to it was, one but this it was, weekend, it was, one next weekend, it was one next saturated. weekend. It really? was. It was saturated. I, but I the that sounds like it was, the, was more the, saturated. The difference between now and then. Yeah. Are the people? Yeah. Okay. The people that brought this lifestyle in are no longer controlling that lifestyle. It's it's being ran by a different crew. Kids would much rather go and see street racing and go to stupid car meets than go and support the event. It takes it took street to track getting together with CMI one weekend to shut that fucking place down, and there were. 
like 20,000 people there. And there was, there hadn't been an event like that since, you know, like I think one of our events. And then prior to that, you know, I would say, you know, like battle of the import events, man, I used to go to that place. Now, do you think it's a that fucking could joke be, now? Do you think it could be a money thing to where people are not wanting to spend a hundred dollars? No, come the problem, race? the problem is, is that it's the, the lifestyle isn't the same anymore to yeah. the kids. Yeah. The kids don't. The kids, like I said, they would rather, they would rather go to the airstrip. But that's what I'm getting at. Fuck it's, up the airstrip. It's free to go race the airstrip, but right. they're paying a hundred dollars to go race the track. Right. Do you think it would help if maybe it was only twenty dollars to go race or fifty dollars to go race, or you could win a bigger pot when you Promo- race? Promoters, or? promoters can't afford to throw races. No, without the entry fees. Well, no, I'm not I think a lot free, of it, like but... coming out from a, from a new generation racer, because you guys are OGs. I think from what I see, I think a lot of people don't want to put the time and money into the car to make the rules, the regulations. Because, like you said, in order to go 11s, you're supposed to be caged. Yeah. Well, right? so 1150. But the problem is, is not only just that, but it, it's sometimes it's too fucking expensive. Yeah, yeah it like is. hey, let me be honest with you. Do I really need to buy a brand new fucking pair of seatbelts every two years? Fuck you, Simpson. Yeah, nah. I don't like, know. really, whoever fucking lines somebody's pockets for that fucking bullshit, but yet some dude in his fucking 68 Camaro can pull up with a his fucking lap belt, belt, fucking nuts. Fuck you for that one, NHRA. <laughs> right, right. You know, really. I mean, honestly, but there are some things that, but as you can see, okay, there are safety things. There are people that have been lost. Mm-hmm. To not, you know, like, hey, that kid Jason, that, that that raced back east, he had a six point in his car, but he was doing 150, and they let him race. Whose fault is that? It's their fault. That's for letting him. Well, for letting him race. Yeah, uh, by, by the mile per hour standard, it changed it. But if he was running nines, then he should have had a he should have had an 850 cage in the car. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? I, I get it. There's 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 wills in a way, and to the thing. That you say, if you look at NHRA the way it is, it's too expensive for those guys to race on a corporate level. How's it going to be for these kids? That's yeah. exactly what, what I'm I mean, is this is. getting out of fucking control? Are we trying to make these kids conform to um, a class rule or something? But I don't know. Maybe you got to find some different way to get, you know, really what it's about. Honestly, it's great to go and watch the professional guys or the us guys and going nines and stuff. But hey, I hate to say it, but we didn't pay the bills. The fucking kids in that fucking that bracket lane are the ones that paid the bills, and I know that not just from a racer standpoint. I know that as a promoter, I know what it took to pay the bills for the event. I had successful events. Yeah, I threw events up until I felt like the industry didn't need me anymore because, like Chris from DRN was coming out, Street to Track was getting involved, and it was like some. Honestly, I liked being a racer more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I I really did. I that's, that's you know, me. I don't want to help it, push it, 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 it but fucking well, sucked to have some guy fucking screaming in I your ear. I was gonna say, I remember you know, the at your race. You. you know, fuck you, I didn't it. Like, wait a minute, I threw a two day event. Okay, I gave you four fucking chances to qualify, not two. I gave you two days. Oh, I couldn't hear. What do you mean you couldn't hear? You I didn't drive around in my golf cart and tell everybody, hey, next round's coming up, this, that, and the other. And I got screamed and yelled at. And um, I had an unfortunate uh, dealing with the track where it ended up costing us twice what we were quoted. Um, 
it just kind of took the fun out of it. I mean, we had one night when we brought everybody in on a Saturday. Like, hey, you know, I care so much about this sport to the point where we thought about it in a matter of what is the easiest way to get these people in? What is it? What's the best possible way for these people to have as much fun as possible? Uh-huh. What is the and 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 we incurred the cost of a two day fee or, 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 or a one and a half day fee. So that way you'd have time to get a couple of qualifiers in, you know, the day before, three the day before, and I think we did one in the morning on Sunday. And um, you, you just you, you wanted to know that, 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 like you said, people could go around in the pits. And I, I think, I say, I think racer, that you... is what is missing. Is these one day events? I was just about to ask. That. Is it? It's not. It's not fucking practical. I was just, Who wants to drive all the way from Las Vegas to come to Sacramento for a one day event? For a four Who hour. wants to go to L.A.? Yeah, because I'll tell you, if I fucking leave on a Friday night and I go to go to a Saturday event, I'm I, I lost my whole weekend yep. going to do that, and that's why it's not as fun anymore. If you could have a weekend event like what we do, we would try to do it. Even if we would have to say, hey, you know what? Can we combine our qualifying with your Friday night test and tune? Yeah. Okay. And I did that. We did whatever we could to make it a weekend thing. Everybody else is just thinking about it as as a business, what it took to make the money. Mm -hmm. We passed up a lot of money on Friday night to have qualifying on Friday night and have our clients come. And spend money to watch test and tune so they can see our qualifying. Yeah. But those are the things that you do as a promoter. I think the promoter loses all that in in, in the sense of everything that he also has to remember that it, you, you, like, hey, I got this guy coming from Florida. Hey, I got this. Who give, who fuck cares? Honestly, you're gonna get more people in the stands if you get more local kids out there. Honestly, these promoters should be out there promoting the street races. So that's kind of the shitty part to me. Like, I see that where. Well, that's just what we're dealing with example, the, coming like, up this what, weekend. DRN or coming I, up was, with, well, hold on. was it IFO or DFR when Aki came here? Uh, IFO. So Aki came here IFO. and it blew up. Everyone wanted to go watch Aki because it was someone from the other, you know, coast. Yeah, yeah, he had a big name at the at the time, so everyone wanted to see him. But I'm just saying, it was it was a racer from the East Coast. No, but, I he was there. I went up and said, "What's up?" Yeah, but. It's the same thing. Why are you going to put your money into having someone from the other coast come when you could put your money into a two-day event or local racers or whatever? I mean, you can make that big number the focus. Here. The focus is what does it take to put people and get people interested in the stands? Yeah. You have to start at the grassroots level. Yep. The kids that are out there thinking that it's better to be out street racing, you have to get them involved. Today's kid would rather go and spend the money street racing on his eBay turbo kit making 335 horsepower or sneaking over to the strip than going and putting the money into it because he doesn't have to show up with safety equipment. So we talked about that the other day too. What would you – how or how would you feel about like almost like a street outlaws like a no prep series where you could rent the track for a night and literally let anybody come race? doesn't matter if you have a belly pan. doesn't matter if you have eBay You have a shit show. Huh? You have a shit show. You you don't street racing? It'd be the same shit. Yeah, it but would street just be racing. In a street area. racing. If someone oils down a lane, you just you go leave. find another road. You go find another exactly. road. Exactly. But you, you would. Uh, okay. I'm just saying yeah. it would be a street race type in a controlled environment. No, but you know, like they like they got Eagle Field today going on. You know, and that's like a little eighth, but it's like on somebody's property and yeah. stuff like that. Or there's the 
the whatchamacallit field. And then there's the Crow's Landing where they have all these events and they fuck it up, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, really to get back to the point of it, guys, is that the, it, it, in order to do it, you have to the, – the kids aren't coming anymore. Nope. It's not like it used to be. Nope. The, those, the, the, the parking lots used to be packed. Yeah. Okay. They used to use started using secondaries like when they have some of the Bodhi events. Yep. What does it take to do that? You know what it takes? Here, let's go and set up a parking lot and let them go around and fucking swing donuts in a parking lot. Well, and that's what, like, Saks Beach Hops have been. He literally sold out the entire track. In how many minutes? It was, like, 45 minutes that that track got shut down by the police. I know. But, like you said, but it that takes, sickens me. It that takes, sickens me. Oh, Are yeah. you serious? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, Are you serious? They're trying to do it the right way, and it still gets shut down. Well, no, that they're doing it the right way, but I mean, but I'm just saying, it, it's like you said, they want. Honestly, guys, I went out and did something new a couple of weeks ago. I fucking dirt raced a car. Yeah, yeah, seen I that, seen that, seen that. <laughs> Honestly, dude, it was a bucket list. Oh, it's fun as hell. Fucking first time, and probably last time. I, I, I won't build one to do it. I, I wasn't that interested. I had, I had a blast. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And it was different to see. And I never knew you could pitch a fucking Honda like that, <laughs> bro. Or no, I'm sorry, it wasn't even a Honda. It was a fucking Cavalier. And just to show you, I give you guys a little bit of my experience with it. That one day, it was fun. Um, I just went into this car not knowing what to do, and you go out and the, the, you go down and you pack the mud. So you go around and you drive around and you help pack the mud. I didn't know I was supposed to be moving over, so I, so I, I, I you know, I started getting it because I didn't know, I had no clue. I just got thrown into this, and then I jump in the car and we did uh, hot laps. It was like qualifying, yeah. and I ended up qualifying second. Nice. <laughs> and I, you, you go in and you, you know, it, it, I'm in a Cavalier and it's got doesn't have Honda gearing. It doesn't drive like a Honda. It's fat as a pig. And you, 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 I swear to God, you take this thing in like a rear-wheel drive car, and you you flick it sideways, and, and you got the thing crossed up all the way, and you come out, and as soon as you're coming out of the turn, it's already hitting rev limiter in second gear. So after the first couple laps of hitting rev limiter, I said, hey, I'm going to start hitting third. So every time I'd go into a corner, I'd bang this thing from second, bang it, slap it sideways, and do it, and I did it, and I took third place in the event. I had fun. And it's something like if they said, hey, I got the car, I'll do it, I'm not going to build one to do it. It was fun. But there's so many different forms of racing. Oh, yeah. But, like, why doesn't it interest kids to go to the track instead of going and risking their life at the, at the street? You know, I, I just don't get it. I, I, I just I, – I, these you know, it, it, the community – Well, here you go. This guy believes in street more than track. What makes you – I'm just saying you, you support the street I'm, race. I'm, I'm, tra- I'm changing over. But like I was saying earlier is – I started in what? I started in the street. Right. Just, you know, everybody just like starts. you did. And to be honest, I didn't. I and I started in the real I, streets in San Jose, California. <laughs> Boy, when fucking drag racing was for shit. Right. 5,000, 10,000 people a night. That's I'm talking no fucking nuts. bullshit. Seven tracks, eight tracks. There were so many fucking yeah. races going on at the same time yeah. that they couldn't even keep up with it. you just go to another track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was... To tell you the truth, I was intimidated of the track because of not knowing rules and not knowing this, and I didn't want to go out there and be so – at the time, I had a single camp. No, but, there, but I understand what you're saying, but there shouldn't be any – you know, but, and, and I was I, too. The I first convert- time I raced my car, I about peed my pants at the track. <laughs> oh, when I well, when I went H to B – I think I sat on the two-step the whole way down the track. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I went H to B, and then my first time at the track, like, you know, we explained to them. 
previous podcast, first time I did, I wa- I went there as a spectator. Second time I went, I actually drove my car there. Right. Then the third time, because I want to make sure my car would fucking get there first. Right. And then the third time, I took it on a trailer and I raced. But the night before, I was watching videos on how to stage, how to you know get everything ready. So, so I didn't look. So I didn't look that, like a hey, moron. You all, on. you all, you all are lucky you have that. I have that shit. Yeah, you didn't have that. Like you, you know what? Even. You know where we come from? We come from. Honda Tech. Yeah. <laughs> See, I came at the end of Honda Tech. Hey, train, what's up? Right? <laughs> you know, uh, and that, that's OG. That's old shit. Yeah, that's old back shit. in the 90s. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. When I started racing, I, 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 I actually, you know how I really got into this sport was the crazy thing is I was doing stereos for a couple of the guys from um, Kasuku. I did their Mitsubishi Eclipse and their Supra, the fiberglass badass, and it kind of put me in the limelight in the, the car show thing. And I bought my first 1998 Integra that I seen at the car show when I was there. Hopkins uh, Acura in Redwood City had it. It was badass Comtech red Integra. And I bought the car. Still sits in the back of the shop. 27,000 miles on it. Shit. I'm not dying. I'm not bullshitting you. Is that the one that's right here on the side? The the one with the candy engine bay everything? Yeah, Yeah, that's a whole other bullshit story. (laughs) That's what started this shit for me. And then I bought that Integra. But that's what I'm saying. Today's street racer, you guys, like if you guys continue to do this street racing, it's gonna change this. It's gonna change this industry for the worse. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna. Drag racing will go. You don't understand. If you guys keep continue to do this stuff on the street and don't help further the industry. It's never going to change, guys. It's just well, – it, it, this is the that, thing. That, that was another thing I noticed too. You have with- to, they have to support – when these events come, they have to support it. But the big thing is is if you don't give enough time in between these events, yeah. they're too few and far between and it's – One thing real quick as – you know, if you're a street racer, you know, and like I said, I was intimidated. I finally got over the bug and I just fucking went and now – I've hit almost every since I went. I have not. I've only missed one winter warm-ups. I've been to every fucking event that's since not, that's then. Not an event but my point is that they host at Sac Raceway. <laughs> I say, okay, way. you can't knock me for being at this time. No, no, no. My point is no, I have. I've been. I put the is. time. I've been at every event, and have I not been progressing? And I got bit. Look, we're going to Drag Race Nationals this week, next the weekend. My first time venturing out to another track. Yeah, it's. I want to do the points of the travel like these guys did, so I'm making a move. And like I, you know, just make the fucking move and go to the track for yeah, one support time. Support him. Make the you track. Know, it doesn't matter who it is or whatever. If you can support them, support like support saying. me. Well, support your other buddies. Support the other guys that thing we too. watch. You're not going to get a better track, bigger track, or people that care about the track if you don't support your local track. No, for sure. But what I'm no, saying no, is just honestly, make the move. You know go. what? Where we were, what, what we were talking about earlier, though, it, it, it is like a key. How can this industry? Get back to the heydays. The only way to get back to the heydays is through the kids. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. How can we get the youth? I tried because I have a lot – you know, being – a lot of people look for me in street racing because I'm still active in the streets. And I use that for fun in right. a sense. And I use it in between. I don't do it as much as I used to, but I still do it. And, Chad, if I could tell you how many times people call me on a Friday night or Friday afternoon, what's going on tonight? Where are the runs at? Where are the right. runs at? I get blown up. I have to do something to keep these people going because I'm would much rather than be in a bar drinking and you know gangbang do something. I'd rather be in a street. No, absolutely. It's a little bit better. No, but hey. I figure it's a way to get them started to following my path to where I'm following your path to do that. Right. My it's, thing is, you guys need to take the you know how can we? I can I can see the youth. I don't know you see the youth coming here, 
what can we do to get these kids to go into the track and to take that fun, that final move and get in the track and get the bite like I did where all you want to do is can't wait to make your next hit on the track, you know? Yeah. Where you watch your videos over and over at like, night like, like I do. Like you say, you, you, you're, you're, you're speaking of your of your generation and, and the it's stuff. It's different, and yeah. It's different. And what's different now that I know, it's, and it's different in different places. Like Modesto, like the best thing I did was move to Modesto and the worst thing I did was move to Modesto. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's different out here. Modesto is different. These kids aren't racers here. They're not. They're a different kind of racer. They're they're. I can speak my own opinions on Modesto. They're a millennial racer out here. They they ain't even. They go to the same fucking place. They go fucking do donuts at fucking In and Out and 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 ruin the spot. Disrespect the meats. Um. It, 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 it's it, it it's fucking stupid. I've I've been to jail out here and I promised myself I I made a vow. To myself, my family, I would never street race in Modesto again. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? Because we used to come out here all the time. Right. But the thing is, you would go to the meetup spot. Right. Two, three fucking hundred cars. Right. You would go to the race spot. Hundred cars. Seventy-five cars, right? Yeah. Three cars racing each other over and over and over. Everyone else is standing there going like this. Spectators. Filming. Right. But they got a Honda themselves. Right. So if anybody who watches this and knows me at my runs... Run what you brung. If it's your first time, you got to race. I don't care if you bought a single cam, stuck. At least race once. No. Get in there. You, you're there to race. At least Today's racers, today's racers, they want to come watch. There's mm-hmm. more kids that want to be about, about – That's all about yeah, social media. Too. I don't want I'm not fast. I don't want to race. Just but fucking it, it race. Ain't even just, it ain't even just that. It, it, it's it, it, Some of them are scared. You know, whatever whatever the deal is. But the thing is, it, it is – I don't know. Today's generation is different. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's what different. Can, what can someone of my statue who sees that, but also seeing some of what you guys have, trying to see Honestly, how, how do you guys do it? That's what I'm trying so to get back to, to explain it to the way it was. Was is is that I, I don't want to say that this is dying, but it, it is. is. No, for sure, it is. It, mm-hmm. It's because of the way that people look at it, and 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 I think the way it is now is it's time to educate. Hence the word the and, way. All gas pockets. Educate, that's what we created this for. Educate and tell kids, like, look, you know, if you really want to be serious about this, like we was, we so, built race cars. That was another thing I was going to touch on with this subject. With you still having that red Integra, that's the right. original car. Kids don't do that anymore. People will buy a car, sell oh, it, buy a car, wreck yeah. it, get it impounded, whatever. They don't hold on to thing and build for there four or five years. There are six race cars on this product, on this, on 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 this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right here, right now. Yeah. Okay, there's the Integra. There's the orange Integra. That's the barbershop Integra that I drove. Yep. That was we street raced it when we first started. Okay. Then, then there was like I said, Stewie's car. Then, then the crazy train. Yeah. After the crazy train came the CRX. Yeah. CRX still sitting back there, ready to put put a K series in. Yeah. Okay. Then the car. Uh, the the murder Civic that, yeah. it, that Kubo drove. Yeah. Okay. And then the car that I built for Lisa, which became the red Integra that I currently drive. Yep. Okay. I have them all. That's what I'm saying. Kids don't do that anymore. You That's literally a- have a kid that'll go buy a bunch of eBay shit, throw it on, blow it up, buy another one, I've blow it up, buy it on, years. get rid of the car, build another car. They don't hold on and keep building for something to get to. You know, I don't you- know if it's just that it's just not close enough, but fuck, we're in Modesto. And we're only an hour from the track. I was in San Jose, and I used to drive from San Jose to go to Sacramento. So it wasn't the drive. I mean, don't get me wrong. 
I used to drive to fucking English Town, New Jersey to go make fucking at the best seven passes. Yeah. If I was going to win the event, yeah. I would make seven passes. We're about to drive eight hours to L.A. for probably four passes. Right. You know what I mean? Why? Love culture. The, love this culture. Love it. Love culture. it. Because I love it and I want to keep doing right, it. But what happened to the culture? Yeah. They don't. You know, I think they don't want it as much no, as like I guys, do. I want the, it bad. Our millennial world has taken the culture and changed it from go drag racing and, and, and do it legally and legitimately, even though we still street raced. Yeah. We we did it like this. You, so but you're today's saying like, culture would rather have fucking meets, car meets, and hard park a fucking shit. park. Or rather sit there and park and stare at a car. And stare at the car, and, and you know what's crazy is that a lot of those dudes they have. I don't want to sound like a fucking hater, but it drives me fucking nuts, and I'm cussing, no, I shouldn't, but a fucking stock-ass fucking 2017 Civic with lowering springs on stock rims, that dude will have HIDs in his car and will have fucking 30,000 followers, and all he does is post the same fucking picture of his car at a different angle, and all it is is a stock car slammed on coilovers. Today's culture. It's fucking retarded. Today's culture. Well, that's the thing. Like, you look at meets... When I was a, a kid, we would go to McHenry, we would go to Sunrise, and you would have a little parking lot meets, cruise up and down the road, and then you would go race. Go yes. race. It wasn't just, oh, we're going to park here, look at our car, and then do some fucking sideshows and go home. No. Not well, even like the sideshows. These guys will do the same thing. They'll go to a parking lot, meet, fuck up the parking lot. Yep. Like, dude, I want my I want my my G35 one day and I'm cruising down Palindale and I get this guy in this fucking brand new Mustang goes by me was racing I just you know I was like I know this this fucking road is packed full of cops right now so I get there and I fucking watch the kid go and he fucking lights it up gets it sideways and he goes and he fucking hits it and he fucking hits one of those islands in the middle of the parking lot and launches this bitch like six feet in the air and goes and and yeah and drives off I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's a difference. There's a time and a place. Oh fuck yeah! There's that's, what they, that's, that's what these people need to understand: the time and the dip, the time and place for it. There it is. <laughs> what else you gonna bless you? All right. Well, <laughs> bless you. Since you keep messing with these little pistons on the table, <laughs> you want to get into that subject and talk about these little guys? Should, yeah. I go, should I go zoom in the camera a little bit? No, on it's them? all right. <laughs> I got a couple of pistons here in my hand. And these are for a, a well-known company that I'm proud to call a sponsor for like a lot of years. Aries Pistons, who's been recently purchased by CP. Yep. And uh, yep. it's great that they still have a place and my friends still have a place to work. And this name is still here. We still support Aries. We still will support Barry at Trum. But um, was put on blast not too long ago. About someone trying to say that I installed some pistons backwards in a motor. And uh, it's kind of funny because I've been doing this for 20 years and I do it in my sleep. And uh, hasn't changed for the 50 years that they were open. Right here you can't see it, but it says Aries Pistons and it's on the intake side. Okay. When we hang our pistons, we always tang, put the exhaust tang on the exhaust side. So it's not like, you know, like I said, I do this shit in yeah. my sleep. Someone said I installed some pistons. So, but everybody makes mistakes, you know. Yeah. But so, like I said, we install the tang mm-hmm. on the exhaust side always. Sometimes we have dual tangs, so that could change too. So, mm-hmm. anyways, 
I was quoted that I put the pistons in backwards, but it was funny that it was quote unquote this motor that I put the pistons in backwards. Um, motor made like 560 on my dyno and ended up making like six something on their dyno, but they they came and quoted. It was just funny because you were telling me the same story that these guys put in the pistons backwards at the same shop. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, what I'm sitting, what I'm showing you here is we don't always hang all of our our pistons. Sometimes. Uh, with our race motors, um, Earl does a lot of our machining and stuff like that. He'll actually hand me back parts that are already assembled, yeah. pistons that are already hung on the rod and everything. So, mm -hmm. can you tell me what side that is? Just by looking at the top. By looking at the top. No. You can't really, huh? No. Intake and exhaust are fucking dead on the same. Yeah. On the mini dome, yeah, you can't tell yeah. the difference. Would you believe that's a turbo piston? Oh yeah. I, I, I would. Yeah, that's my turbo piston. There's one of our old motor pistons from back in the day when we used to run pro pro stock. Okay. But there's, that's a difference, guys. Now, let me say something about this. All you guys out there running these little stock motor setups, set of pistons costs about 450 to 520 bucks. Pair of rods, 325 bucks. You can make 800 horsepower on this shit. Yep. Stop trying to fucking run all these stock motors and blowing them up and coming back 10 times because if you just build one, you'd save yourself. I'll say you want to you grab the stock one behind you and show yeah. you what stock one does when you try to make 800? <laughs> this is actually a hydrolock motor. But oh, yeah. But that, is, for example. This is a cast piston. And I'll tell you, this cast piston is good for 400 in a B20 VTEC. Cast piston on LS about 360. Don't get me wrong. I just tuned somebody's fucking car to 475 the other day with some fucking Type R fucking yeah. pistons on some stock rods, and I don't know why it's still alive. But um, I know my limits, and I know you know how it is when I'm tuning. And you know, guys, if you're gonna build a motor, spend the time, put some of these in, mm -hmm. have some fun with your slugs. Use E85 because E85 saves you money. You see the price of gas these days? E85, 25, 20%. It'll say it'll save yourself about 20%. And, and it'll save your it'll save your motors. Yeah. No, no knock fuel, clean fuel. Yeah. Hey, you can't be E85. E85 has a has a um, octane rating of supposedly you know 18 or 108 yeah, yeah, or higher yeah, 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 or whatever, yeah, yeah. but you can't get that from pump gas. No, okay? no way. Yeah, it's a dirty fuel. Yeah, you got to keep up with it. Yeah, you got to change your oil more. Yeah, you got to use certain oils because uh, I'm gonna pass. A, I'm gonna give you guys a few, couple free games for all you guys out there using those black factory uh, oil pans for your ethanol motors. Change them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's a reason why I'm telling you to change yeah. them because ethanol is corrosive and it eats those pans and it eats the the coating. That is on that pen and it'll clog your oil filter. Yep. So there's a little bit of free game for you right there. Uh, a lot of people haven't misunderstood that they need to change all these things in their car to run ethanol. No, you need an injector and a fuel pump, preferably an E85 pump because it'll run longer than that old 255 Walbro. Um, yeah, they still work though. Don't get me wrong. I still got guys that come in and they still, they still run like champ. Um, E85 – Unnecessary, necessary in your stock all-motor Honda, okay? Definitely is an advantage, though, if you're going to run boost. If you don't have the capability of running boost, we do tune. 
Flex Fuel. We offer the units here in stock. Um, What's and your preference? You run the AM or you run in the GM? I, I we're actually running the uh, Innovate. Okay. The Innovate system, like I said, that 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 four and one, yeah. that four and one, it fucking does the whole thing for you. And now you have a car. Now don't get me wrong, the software is to it, to me is backwards because Flex Fuel is is meant to be tuned. Uh. Well, you can tune it on gas, and then you switch to E85, and then there's these differences. Well, who the fuck's going to tune their gas car to 22 pounds of boost on gas? John. Um, <laughs> just, sorry, just guys. Saying, just, just saying. saying. Just saying. Uh, any, anyways. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. is it, Honestly, we're, we're trying to get them to invert the software yeah. so that way we can use it backwards because mm-hmm. – um, most people are going to want to run E85 as a primary and gasoline yeah, as a secondary yeah. because, you know, sometimes you're in the middle of nowhere. And, and, and that, those are the things yeah. that, you know, like, hey, there's a lot of guys out there that just tune. There's a lot of guys that, that get into the ethics and the engineering and, the, and you know, everything of it. And, I, hey, I, I operate – we like, you tell me anybody else in this industry except for a few people that build their fucking car from start to finish. I do the cages in my car. I build the front ends in my fucking car. Only thing I don't do is fucking paint my own car. So, we talked about that, I think, the last track of it. And I've said this for a few years now. And I'm not knocking any company. I actually like a lot of these companies. But you go to the track and you'll see, I don't know, 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10 with a sheepy intercooler. Or a speed factory intercooler, or a Whitfield cage, or you know, it's copy all paste, this, copy yes, paste, it's all copy, copy paste, paste build. But the, you can't call it copy paste because it's the products that are available. And the cool thing but that's is, what I said. is that it's our community yes. that is producing yes. all this stuff. But that's why I said the, that's like the cool you said, thing. The shop that can do top to bottom. It's, but should have bought cool. it here. Should have bought it only here. This, yeah. that, and the other. No, fuck that. Yeah. You know what? You want to you want to help your guys' local community, yep. your local thing. And I've always fucking said this from day one. Support your fucking local shop. Yep. Because the one day that you're going to want to go there, and he's not there anymore yep. because you didn't support him, that's the difference. Yep. I've always been an advocate of that. Support yep. your local shop. But if he can't do it for you, go to somebody who can. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I agree 100%. It's like Stockton. Stockton don't got nobody. Well, they have. They, they have smaller places that are like, I don't want to say wannabe, but they do, uh, you know. They're, they're, no one's out on your statue of doing anything like this. Performance-wise, that's no. what I'm there's nothing there. No. So there hasn't, been for, a, there hasn't been for a while. And, and, and there's, the, the gap is to Sacramento, but there, there's there's a lot of places. That, you know, let's, let's, let's throw out some shots right now, okay? You know, there, there, there are capable shops in the area, okay? Yeah. Um, Red Zone was a good tuning shop before, you know, they, they, still, they still tune. You know, Jeremy does it. Jeremy does some tuning here. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy will be doing some tuning from our new location okay. um, as, as our network. Um, you know, like I said, I opened up a, a, a map that Edwin tuned on a S300 the other day that uh, came from a client. And, you know, I got to throw Ed, Edwin out some props because it looked like a good map. It looked like a guy that cared about his final product. Yeah. It didn't look like it was tuned through the middle. And, and like I no, said, it looked like yeah, – no, no like an earthquake on the rest of it or this that or whatever it doesn't look like he used somebody else's base map it looked like he has his own okay um you know and, and, and I, I don't know anyway I, yeah i'm not getting <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I'm not going to fucking mention names or whatever, but, you know. That's a nice guy, Ray. Right. Hey, for a long time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I learned off of Ryan from Tech 3. I mean, really, if you want to know where I learned to tune from, Artie, who used to tune for me, the, I learned a lot of the basics from him. I went to school. I got my little stupid college degree at fucking um, Temecula. What was it? Uh, I forget. The, the, the EFI 101. Yeah. Okay. And you know what I learned in EFI 101? Shit. Okay. I learned about why a map sensor does this, that, this, that, and the other. That's what the beginner class did for me. Okay. But I had some cool friends that I, that I met there, you know, that day. Did I take the advanced class? No. Why? Because I already owned a dyno. Okay. My advanced class was my dyno that I did every day. So in learning through that process, okay, that's how I learned to do it. But it was also through a customer service base of taking care of my clients. Okay, because there's not a client that comes in here, except for maybe I got like 10 people that like to, oh, you paid me, charged me $150 to clean my spark plugs. Well, you're a fucking idiot if you paid $150 for me to clean your spark plugs. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you know what? I get the stupidest things. You know, like I've, I, I, you know what? I've made 99% of my clients happy. And I know that. I work hard for my clients. I I'm work one. overtime for my clients. And, and and that's the thing is, is I'm only one person. I wish there could be 10 of me and you all might hate that, but at least there would be 10 more of me getting fucking shit done. Shit, I remember because, when, I, when I did my LS swap and my injectors were clogged and I called you, I think it was a Sunday night and you were like, yeah, yeah come through. You're like, I'll be at the shop in 20 I mean, minutes. I don't see a hat, but I can put yours on and I, I, I wear a lot of hats. Yeah. And that's the thing. We're going to work on making a team now of people. You look at the model, okay? Speed Factory Boys, hey, you hear that? I should have bought it at Speed Factory. Ah, fuck that. You support your local fucking shop. But those guys are some bomb-ass dudes. Yeah, they are. Okay? They have a fucking team of really good people. One of my teammates, Zach from Sinister, yep. you know, works up there. Yeah, they have yeah. a fucking team. Hey, you know what? You walk down the hallways of Speed Factory and you see my car on the wall yeah. because they helped build my car. Not only people, a lot of people know, but the red car that was the silver car that was on the front page import tuner yep. when, when 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 Lisa start was going to drive it. That Ricky from Speed Factory, I flew him out. He finished the whole car, helped me make it to seam on time with a car that still didn't run. Sorry, everybody, but hey, that was fucking. We those were those days. I'm 50 years old. I'm not 20 years old anymore. I don't do it like I used yeah. to. My 30s to my 40s, I slept four hours. Now I have to sleep eight to ten hours, and you know it, it, it's different. But what that—that's the thing is, I, I don't see today's today's kids being like we were. No, I don't. I don't see. I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't see, see the mindset. Like either. I said, it goes back to the old thing, the the uh, the electric car, and you know what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, yeah. How much longer? I mean, honestly, guys, in order for us to save this community, we have to band together as a community. Yeah. All the street racers, everybody, we got to do everything to support the events because with, when you don't support the events, the promoters don't make any money and the promoters either quit or they don't come back to your town because it is money. Oh, yeah. yeah. If it's you look money. at Cliff, yeah, IFO, oh, yeah. he's about his fucking money. Oh, yeah. Does he have a lot of rules and this, that, and the other? It's kind of run what you brung, sort of. But he's got a good model and he goes all over the place and he makes a lot of money. Well, do you think that – that Lamborghini and that GTR and that Type R in the garage came from him fucking sitting at home doing real estate? Oh, hell no. No. Well, that's like the guy that throws the uh, – He's a hustler. O that's the guy that throws the OGS events. 
He gets yeah. so. I'm not. Hold on. I'm just saying. He gets so much backlash. Do you know his background? Not really. I, a little bit. But I'm just saying. He gets the Godfather. He used to work for NHRA. Yeah, yeah. He he. Oh gosh. Anyway, I'm just saying. Fire. He gets so much backlash, but at the end of the day. He, he flat out says online. Hey, He's hey, like, fuck all you guys. It's my yeah, event. He, he, hey. I put my event on how I like. Hey, that's what happens when you're the fucking godfather of fucking E-Town. Okay? Now E-Town ain't there, but H-Day and this, that, and the other. Javier, you know, God bless him for doing what he does. Yeah. You know, what, whatever. You can't fucking hate, no, hate the player, hate the game, whatever, you know. Whatever. The guy, guy had a good hustle, and it works back there. Why? Because the East Coast got tracks. Oh, California, yeah. we ain't got tracks. Sonoma, don't want us. Bakersfield, can't get a hold of Blake. Sacramento, we got a year and a half, a year left at the most. Pomona, they don't let us race there. What else you got? Verona? I'm not going to go to San Diego San Diego to go race an eighth mile. Irwindale. God bless my buddies or Irwindale. Hey, dude, that's so that those, those poor people don't. Dude, they have a quarter mile track at the Fairplex in Pomona and can't even race there. Yep. Twelve events. Why? Because all the silverheads that live around. Yep. Okay. They don't want our tracks. Guys, you don't understand. Yep. You keep fucking this up. You keep supporting parking lot pack, you won't this, have a that, track. and the other. These tracks are going to be gone. They're going to, you know, it, 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 it's it, it, it's different. Yeah. And I'm sorry, guys, if I act like a know-it-all or uh, I just, forgive me, but I got my stripes, motherfucker. This gray hair right here, <laughs> I'm 50 years old and I've, and, 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 and I've been through a lot of this. And you can love me or you can hate me or you can just like me. I don't care. And this is my opinion. And. Hey, everybody's got an opinion, but my opinion is if somebody doesn't step up soon and figure out a way to get everybody involved and keep everybody involved, yeah. and what I mean is a is in a is in a point series, um, a way to find TV coverage, coverage, magazine coverage, uh, internet coverage. Podcast coverage. Well, that's the thing everything. too. I always so back when you big time racing, you had sponsors yeah. outside of just the import community. There yeah, was energy drinks, you know. There was all, <laughs> there was you know the people. Dude, that, one of the guys, one of the guys, fucking dads worked for a porn company. That's what I'm saying. But nowadays, <laughs> your only sponsors What's are. Up, Jared? <laughs> but your your only sponsors are Speed Factory or FCS. Well, but the I thing mean, is, you guys, is there there aren't people around like Lisa Kubo. Yeah, there's not. Like Sean Carlson, yeah. Adam Sawatari. I saw his name come up yesterday. Flacco, Abel Ibarra. Um, you know, uh, the, like uh, Arcelania Street Glow cars. Mm-hmm. Um, Vinny fucking Ted. The do your fucking due diligence. <laughs> that's the guy. When yeah. you hear me say do your diligence, yeah. that's, that's where that comes from. Well, that was like the other day. Watch when... videos on Vidi 10. You want to see a real motherfucker? That's who. Hey, they robbed those fools. Yeah. Nope. They robbed. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you all the story. I got to tell you all the story. Give me a minute. And we're going to go off track here for a minute. Okay. We were in Ontario, California. In George, I own you. Vinny 10, Ara Arcelani, and Craig Paisley. We're in a parking lot. And these four homeboys pull up in this, like, uh, this Toyota Camry, all darked out windows. And they roll it down. They're like, yo, what's up? And, 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 and Vinny 10 goes, hey, what the fuck? How you doing? You know? <laughs> they were like, oh, not much, this, that, and the other. 
10 minutes later, four of the fucking Nopi guys were robbed. What the hell? At gunpoint in their rooms. Same guys. But they pulled up on these motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They heard Vinny. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> they didn't fuck with those dudes. They were like, nah, these, these are wrong cats. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. And, and, but that's what I'm saying. You know what? The, there's people in our industry that we learn some of this stuff. Yeah. Miles Batista. Yep. Joe Joe Callos, you know, even though he was a prick and he was a, you know, he fucked a lot of people and whatnot, he came up with every one of these front ends was JoJo's idea. Okay. When I was like the other day, I mean, everybody throws out Stephen's name or Stephen. Stephen Papadakis, yeah, uh, creator uh, him, him and Sean Carlson and yeah. Lisa and Miles and uh, well, that was like, Tony Fuchs. I got put on game the other day um, that I didn't even know that Whitfield was part of Stephen's camp. I didn't even know that Whitfield was. What, what do you mean, uh, Carlson? No, uh, Jason Whitfield. That him Jason and Carlson Whitfield. was part of Stefan's builds. Um, in a, in a sense. Well, you know, Sean and Sean and Sean. From my understanding, Sean and Jason were good friends and did their thing. And mm-hmm. but uh, Sean and uh, Sean did a lot of Steph stuff, and I, I yeah, think yeah. it was kind of a separated thing a little bit. But, okay. Um, no, J- Jason. I mean, I'll sit, we're going to sit down with Jason. He was J- talking no, more. No, Jason. So. Me and Jason didn't get along for a long time. Yeah. And, and, we, we we didn't see eye to eye today. We we, you know, we're okay. We can call each other, and you know, it's only he fucking he, he's expensive, but you know, whatever. <laughs> right? We all gotta make our money. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's oh, yeah. the hustle. Yep. You know. Yep. The, the thing is, is I just want to find a place in this industry and be known as not only you know a, as a, a, as you know. And don't get me wrong, I'm not. I'm OG. I'm old, but I'm older than the OGs. Yeah. Which is the the, the funny thing is that the OGs are in their 40s right now. Yeah. I'm 50. I'm older than Lisa. I'm older than Miles. I'm old. Well, my, you know, like Charles, I think Charles and Miles are up there and close to my age, but they were all younger than me. But I came in in my 30s in the late 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah. These guys were all active in the 90s. Yeah. I was street racing in 97 and 98. Yeah. Well, that's like a lot of times. I think it's funny to me because I'll mention Lisa's name and people are like, who's that? It blows my mind that people don't know. Her. But even then you my, say, even I'm young, but, but I know then you she say, is. go Google Lisa's that's name. The, that's, she is the very first seven seconds. She is the queen. Yeah. Of important. Well, that's the, that, that's the part that cracks me up. There's this new girl. Well, I guess she's not new, oh. but the, the queen of B series. Queen B series. And it, it makes me laugh. She's the, the first B series of a female in the nines. So it's one of those records. Who that, exactly? It, it's for a female of B. What in the nines? Yeah. And it's, what kind of car? And, uh, oh, is this one of this uh, – did she have like a Barbie chassis with a B-Series in it? <laughs> so it, it's one of those – that's another thing that I want to talk to you about. That, that's that's all that's, these that's, records. Oh, no. Right, all yeah. these records. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting records. at. All these records of oh, I had a blue fucking car on a Tuesday okay. with a B-Series. Hold on a second. And, hey, see that fucking shirt right here? All motor. That's what I was when I started this yeah. game, okay? Yeah. Now, sorry, guys, and you're going to hear this, and, and I got to say it. Hey, you guys are all cool for running eight seconds with your nitro fuel, but that ain't all motor. No, fuck no. Okay? I'm sorry. That ain't all motor. All motor outlaw? Hey, if you guys want to make another class to split the classes more and make it worse so now there's a regular all motor and all motor and make the class instead of having 30 cars, now we're going to have 16 here and 12 here, and then the other guys are going to feel, hey, I can't compete here. Come on, guys. This is what fucking happened to the racing, the model, years ago. It was very simple. NHRA had a very good set of rules, and they were very stringent 
on this is the way it had to be. The cars had to look the same. They had to be three-quarter chassis or this, that, and the other. Today, dude, this is millennial racing. Yeah. Well, that, that was another thing, too. You look at – But like don't I get was, me wrong, guys. It's cool that you guys are yeah, going eight fucking seconds with an all-motor setup. But that is not fucking pro stock. It is not all-motor. It is a power fucking adder. Yep. And – like this, so I saw this earlier, and I don't mean to bring up my phone, but I want to bring this up since we're on this topic. Uh, I want to see, I want to get the correct numbers on this. It was posted earlier about um, a record K Turbo K car, the sport front wheel drive. Wow. Um, Robert. Uh, yeah, Rob, Robert Maps. He went, he went eight one. Went eight one. So it was the first sport front wheel drive K series to go eight one. Okay. Cool. So, no, that 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 because you know what? what does the that B matter? series, no, the B series was rocking it for a while. It's it only B is. series that have that have done it. But to go eight ones with a K is different because you know what the K, what the I'm K is, is, is a, a dominant it's, motor. It's still a sport front wheel The K car. is a dominant motor, but from what I understood is that there were some turbo restrictions for a while, and now that they gave the K guys some turbo, that they're starting to do it to get noticed. Is that yeah? You know what? I used to have I used to have some really good friends in Indiana. They're a little known company called the um, Four Piston. Okay, who are they? Who are they? Oh yeah, <laughs> I never heard of them. Before. I used to be really good friends with Luke and Josh, and I, 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 I you know, I, I miss it. And, and you know, and I, and and you know, it's cool that they're doing what they're doing and everything. But you know, I, I spent some time with them back then. I, you know, here have a clutch and here's a here's a fuel pump for your car and. You know, I thought we were all friends, and some things happened, you know, and some business stuff and everything, and they're just still doing their thing. But, you know, it, it's it's like in all these different facets of what these guys are doing these days, you know, and, and what level and who they're supporting and everything. I mean, man, the fucking this industry has come a long way. Yeah. But to, to go and say that, you know – like Luke, you know, used to say, hey, you know, I know the guy that used to have the fastest unibody car with the stock stroke. And he'll sit there and say it. And he'd go, Chad Barber. I just Back it, in the day, we were we ran stock equipment yeah, with stock equipment. And we were I, running 10s did, with that well, stuff. What we're trying to get, what we talk about all the time There's is. There's too many records. Too many goddamn fucking No, I know, but that's the, that's the. That's the that's it's like the every weekend thing. at every event, there's a new record. No, but broke. that was There's like, you know, BC used to claim, oh, I was the fastest unibody stock single cam or, you know, this, that. It's like we don't need a bunch of records for records. You know what? At NHRA, there's two different kinds of records. There's a fucking track record yeah. and there's a national fucking national yeah. record. Yeah. Speed and whatever. And that's what it is. There shouldn't be, oh, you know what? That's like, okay, you know what? Everybody's going to get a participation trophy. That's exactly what the <laughs> fuck this is. That's, that's what, what, what the fuck? That's what we're getting at that's, here. That's like, what we're hey, there's no fucking participation fucking that's, trophies. That's you know what, what I'm getting at. Tony at CMI's gave fucking participation trophies. But you know what? It was a respect that that kid spent money to come there, and if he made the quarterfinals, he got wanna, 75 bucks. I don't want to take anything away from these guys doing this. No, and but, what they're doing no. is amazing. But, we're not no, but what I'm saying is we're not handing out fucking ribbons for everybody exactly. that fucking that, this participated. Goes, this goes exactly. back to what I'm saying is they're – this this culture glorifies the wrong shit. I think kind of like they glorify the car with the guys, stock slam shit. You know what? My worst enemy is yeah. this fucking tool right yeah. here. Yeah. And this is why I said this is why I changed my number. And you know what's great? My phone hasn't fucking rang once <laughs> since we've been sitting here. <laughs> right? It's boring. It's boring. Right? But I'm okay with boring. Mm -hmm. You know what? I live in the country now, like on the edge, yeah. and I'm actually going to move another 10, 15 miles that way. I like it. I don't like people in my business. Oh no. no. 
You know, I, you know I, I live my life still on this piece. This is what's wrong with America today. You know, my daughter, when she didn't have internet, she cried like a fucking baby, 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what's wrong with fucking People today. People freak you know the what? fuck out. When I fucking had, had, didn't have something to do, my, t- my fucking parents said, go play in the freeway. Dude, I grew up playing. Yeah, I grew up <laughs> playing in my front yard with GI Joes in a right. tree. Like who right. the fuck yeah. is playing with GI Joe? Right. Me and my siblings grew up playing outside. <laughs> no, I had a Schwinn bike, bro. I'm just I went saying. out and I ran that motherfucker. You know, with the black mags, it was sick, bro. You want to know what my swimming pool was as a kid? Huh. My trash can. That's right. We filled our fucking trash can with water. You said it. You that said it in a trash can. Hey, I was small as a kid. I'm sorry. Hey, you make fun of me. Did you ever find your neck as a kid? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I had a neck when I was a kid. You know, you know what it is. But like, like I said, guys. You know, like I said, I want to just. You know, I'm really in touch with today's generations. Yeah. I'm friend. I'm friends like with um, with a lot of 20 year old guys I play soccer with. I'm friends with uh, a lot of 20 year old guys that I race with, and a lot See, of. I feel uh, bad for them kids. Man, I, you're 20 I, years old ran, running against a 50 year old, and he's still and he's still up fucking you up. Uh, no, y'all better watch out. This old man still got fucking so bad hands, feet, hands and shit. <laughs> but and, and I'm gonna show it. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I, I got in the fucking train the very first day. I hadn't driven that car in like five years. It was an all motor car. And I took a nice easy 930, then I went 870, and I went 840 on the third pass, and then it broke. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we could have went sevens in that car. Oh, yeah. I know we could have went oh, sevens. Yeah. And that's the thing. We're going to come back out, and we're going to have fun with it, and, and hopefully we don't break a bunch of lot of stuff. Because honestly, if I start breaking stuff, I'm going to go to, I'm gonna go to can, low Can you educate me? You just huh. said you went 830s in that car? 840. Yes. 840. 840. What year did you do that? I did that three years ago. Okay, what were three years ago almost today? Like literally about uh, three, three and a half months, three years and a like a half a month. Yeah. Okay. And that so, was the last competitive race. I did a CMI after that, and that was the last time we retired the car after that. Yep. Because it just uh, we'd have to cut it up to make it faster. Okay. We broke cert. So you went necessarily eight forties before the guys on the East Coast did kind no, of. Or no, no, they, no. Were they you doing? See what it I, or... Honestly, here, here's the thing. I went eight forties. In a hot rod car. Yeah, yeah. It was a hot rod car. I'm going to sit here and say, everybody, you can call it what it was. Okay? It was a hot rod car with my sport front wheel drive setup. My 72 millimeter turbo with the PPG tranny that I saved for a year to buy. And I put my motor in it because Justin had blown it up and running 870s and the next pass the motor blew. So I took my sport front wheel drive setup, put it in there. Justin was going to drive it. He couldn't go. So I jumped in the car. Okay, it wasn't a competition. It never has been. That's my brother in arms, and oh, yeah. everything that led to me going that fast on the car was because of what he did with the car mm-hmm. uh, prior to that point. And uh, it was a team deal. Like guys, like if I'm speaking to you in in names or whatever, even if you got like three homies and you guys got like three straight cars, this that and the other, start building race cars. You want to bring this culture back. Build a race car. Buy a race car from an old racer like me. See, and that was or the thing. build a car and help the culture. Don't be a part of going out and, and, and participating in street racing, this, that, and the other. That's why I, I don't even really go out. I don't even watch it. So you were saying earlier, like, you there's some of your team members that you haven't even spoken to. Right. I think it was Justin that posted a picture the other day. And it was the entire team in front of the trailer at right. the track. And there was fucking a hundred. Fuck, of you dude, guys. we we got we got we got a hundred. And that's what I'm saying. It's a hundred people. It's, it's crazy. Was sinister to see, and that that plays into the generation thing, where where it was a hundred deep at the track every time. Well, every that was sinister. Time. But that's the thing. It's like 
a lot of people say, and I've heard people make fun of it, and fuck you for making fun of um, the takeover. Okay, The takeover wasn't about taking over the racing or Sinister taking over and beating everybody. Because you know what? Sinister been around doing that for a lot of years. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't a part of Sinister until Sinister banded together as a group. And that was because Sinister was a group full of adults now. Yeah. Okay. And I felt like as a kid, you know, my dad being a cop and a fireman, you know, don't fucking tattoo up your body, this, that, and that. You're going to be a criminal, you know, this, that, and the other, you know, because, you know, I was a dumb kid. Like I said, Yeah. I got a tattoo at 42 years old. Okay. And those are my three daughters. Yep. Okay. And that's, that's what makes the next tattoo I'm going to get. is going to be a your portrait dad. of my father. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 in his culture and in, in the firefighting and, and, mm-hmm. and the, the protect and serve, you know, and, and every one of those peoples deserve that. And for all you little faggots out there, they say cops are punks. Fuck you. They're just trying to do their job and go home to their kids. Yep. So if you got anything to say about that, then fuck you. Yep. Uh, there, there, there's some. We need them. There's some there's asshole cops out there. We need but, them. They're just regular human beings. Hey, you know what? There are, dude. There. There's kids don't can't get do their job. You know, they want to go job. home to their kids. They say. That, you know what? If you were put in the same situation and, and you had some guy that looked like he was firing on you, what are you going to do? I'm firing back. That's right. That's right. right. They want to go home to their children, too. They don't all get to come home. Yep. Yeah. You know, my father was never killed or in the line of duty. But in 911, I cried. I cried like a bitch for every one of those people. And I oh, yeah. still cry for those people today. Yeah. And those firemen that ran into that building. You knew the feeling. of you. That could be your dad at any point. It could. I, and I cried to my dad, and my dad goes, why are you crying? And I said, you know, I'm, I'm an emotional person. Yeah. That's the one thing that you'll get. You know, it's, hey, you may you may catch a tear coming out of my eye. You may catch a fucking growl coming out of my mouth. And, and, and I'm not afraid. You know, I, I'm 50 years old, and I've been in maybe one or two fights in my life. I'm not a fighter, but I'm not afraid to fight. No. If you want to fucking sock me, go ahead and fucking sock me. You yeah. know, go ha- have at it. But I, you know, I'm not some little bitch. punch you right now. Huh? What's the, what's the age that you can't hit a senior citizen? Ah! <laughs> hey, I ain't there. I just turned yeah. 50, but don't you get it twisted. You got your AARP card yet? <laughs> hey, no. No. But, like, now, Sinister. Let's talk about Sinister. Okay. okay. Who started? What started? When started? How? When you got into it? Justin, Greg, and Donnie, I believe. We're, okay. we're like, they're in Chris. Okay. You know, and, and poor Chris, man, I, I, I don't get to see him much anymore, but. You know, Chris is lost, you know, yeah, lost soldier, unfortunately. But, you know, the, the, the rest of them, Donnie passed away. Um, you know, and there's Greg and, and Justin and, you know, there, there's soldiers out there like it's Zalo. He's, you know, federal time. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, we used to race like back in the day against uh, SVP, um, not even when it was DNR. You know what I'm saying? When uh, there was, uh, oh, what were some of the other crews out there? Powerline. Mm-hmm. Powerline um, back then. Powerline, Ryan. Shout out Powerline, Ryan. Powerline. Um, well, it's really. Like it's, you were talking about Tech like, 3. Tech 3 came back the other day at the track. Well, Tech the 3. Last event we were Tech at. 3 it was, it, was a, it was a shop. That's Chuck. No, I know. But you I'm know, just saying. They, he's done sold the shop, but Ryan's still there tuning. Um, but I'm just saying, they brought out a car last CMI, yeah. and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, no, you know, the, the, but the, the, the whole thing about Sinister the, coming the together one. as a crew was to create some unity. Yeah. And as, if you notice what we do, we do. We created a lot. We brought a lot of people to the track. We would we would come, our crew would come 100 deep, Yeah. you know, when when, when we would and go. They and they all and, wore a shirt every time. Absolutely. We all, we all wore shirts. Uniform. Justin. <laughs> 
JV is for, you know, big ups for, you know, being, being the, you know, the, the pres to the, to the whole deal. You know, yeah. We tried to have like three different things, but Jeremy went to Hawaii and Justin had his thing and then I had the Valley, but we never really looked at it. We just really more looked at it as just as a big, you know, as a big family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the guys from, um, uh, you know, uh, different, d- 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 different racers just joined the crew to be a part of it backyard. Uh, yeah, you know, it, yeah, you know, and, and and John from Speed Stars, you know, and stuff like that, you know, and it's like, we're all family, you know, it, we all still go out racing, but it's sad, it's like, it seemed, it, I don't know, I hope things change, we're going to come back next year, I heard, you know, Justin, he's still got his cars, we all have cars sitting around, it's just a matter of if life is, is life in the way, or what's going on, and, and to me now, you know, with the blessings, you know, it, it, you know, my father's legacy, we're going to be able to come back, do it for fun, and support. And what we're going to try to do is bring education to the market. Yeah. That the whole the whole thing is now for me to try instead of like, uh, you know, we were all secretive and, and competitive. Yeah. You know, I don't want you, you know. Yeah, yeah, not knowing. Yeah, yeah. Now I want to tell you everything. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, hey, the, this is how we chain the car down for the suspension. You don't need fifteen hundred dollars, you know, shocks. I show you how to do it with ten dollars. <laughs> you know, I I took a kid out uh, to the drag drag strip and and, and track helped him that day. The kid, uh, I, I tried to teach him a whole new way to drive. But, you know, I said, look, when we get out there, you're going to have to preload this car. I want you to be on the two-step and on the brake and have that car lurching. And he fucked up the first four times. I said, ah, let me get in the car. And I got in. I had the helmet. And the guy came up to me and he goes, you can't race this car. You're not on the tech card. So I got out and he got out and he handled it. And, and he went 11-3 that day with a stock B20, no VTEC, but like 340 horsepower, 11-2. Now, that teaching him how to do the car wasn't just like, hey, I taught you how to race. It, I taught him a way to drive the car with stock axles and run an 11-2 with a stock mean? We don't We don't need the upgraded uh, 5.9 fucking all that bullshit. That, that helps. That helps. That helps. But <sighs> you can do it on a baller on a budget. I, I got guys that do it. But the thing is, is the that when you do it, when you break, pull over. Yeah. I don't know. I that whole axle thing and other parts. It kind of I'm known for a race car. Now. You can't do it with a race car. No. You shouldn't be out there doing the track. If you're a serious racer and you have an eleven fifty car or faster, you should be on pro pro style axles. The only reason sort. I say that 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 whole thing bugs me is because you watch people that'll go to seven hundred horsepower with a factory axle and not have it. Jeremy was on factory axles for quite some time. That was just Jeremy. Jeremy was juggling so much I, different stuff for know, him, his lady. But and, I'm just saying, Jeremy yeah. was on stock axles. But, it, but his point is, it can be done. Yeah, it worked. That's it can point. be done. It can, so but, when you have these but, companies and, that are but like, if you're ah. serious, it's, but why? If you're serious, why? Yeah. If you're serious, why go to the track and do it? And that's like we get back into preparation. Yeah. You know, being prepared. I When I left, when we packed up and left for the East Coast, there were spare motors, spare axles, spare trannies, spare tranny parts. That's what I told this guy that's about what, going to DRN. I said, you need a set of axles. You need another no, tranny. I mean, you need I, this. You need that. You need just to have a backup I, to be prepared for learned, just in case. Okay. I've now, are you driving learned, the car there? No, we're trailing. No, we're trailing. You're trailing it. Um, then you should have a you, you should have a spare tranny and a spare set of axles yep. because so, you're serious. Yep. So, I like I was gonna say is I've I'm known for snapping axles. I was known right. for and blowing up. Well, you need to learn right? how to drive. This? I learned how to drive. That's no, he's no, <laughs> he's honestly, honestly, I know. I didn't no, know how to preload no, right. I, I did the, not. I, I, track, I did. The track is one thing, but when you learn, once you get preloading and, and understanding how to do it. 
It'll, it'll not only change your driving style, but it'll change your lights. No. You're ready no, to go. 100%. You're not, front wheel drive no, cars no. don't hit. Uh, okay, we're not talking about little Christmas tree light. Okay? Participation light. Yeah. We're talking about a 400 tree where it goes <laughs> full drop. Okay? Yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, I, I, I'm just saying. I'm not cutting, t- t- turning no, no, you no. down. Hey, I'm you talking to the camera yeah, here yeah, and the yeah, people yeah. out there. A pro tree. I can, I can tell you my time slips. I got I got zero numbers in here. Zero numbers on 500 tree. No, no, no. Pro. When you see zero numbers on a fucking 400, you ain't doing fucking zero numbers on a 400 tree unless you're guessing. I know very few people well, no, that's out hard. there that no, can yeah. do it. Oh, One is I'm, named Scott it. Kelly. One is named Norris was really good at it back in the day. Um, Saul was good. My best ever 400 tree was a 010, and I guessed. If you fucking get a perfect light in an import front-wheel drive car, you guessed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Never leave on green. You guess your ass off. Guessed. Yellow, mellow, leave on yellow. That's one thing about us, we didn't have the power back in the day. I raced guys like Dr. Charles and mm-hmm. BC, and they were like, bro, I didn't know if I was going to catch you. Because, bro, that's we, we only went 1070s when they were going 1030s and 1040s. Yeah. So we had to make it up on the tree, and we did. We you know, and, and that's the one thing is that I, I still to this day, I'll guarantee you, if you're in the fucking other lane, you better watch out because I'm going to treat your ass. Well, that's one that's we're yeah. known. Sinister's known for There's chopping down the people. tree. You look at Greg. Greg is a fucking beast on the tree. Yeah. From Sinister, absolutely. Yeah. That yeah. guy. That guy. No, I hope he, to see Greg was... back out again, and, and actually in racing with him. I'd like to go out racing with him. I hope he's still building a car. I have, I've, I've lost touch with him. You know, with the whole phone scenario and everything, and and uh, I, I don't know what's going on if he's actually still building a car and whatnot, but. You know, I really hope he is. I'd like so, to get back out and do some racing. Speaking on building and future of build and all this stuff, I, I've wanted to ask almost every person that we interview, what do you feel or think or see on this all-wheel drive shit? I'm building a car. I'm just saying, what? I'm building the street all-wheel no, nobody. I, I mean, just bought two chassis. You. I bought two chassis to make new front ends on. Uh-huh. We're going to do 25 three cages in them. And both of them, I'm going to keep one of them. If I'm still having fun drag racing, yeah. if not, I'm going to sell them. Okay. But I, 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 we're going to come out with um with with a with a with a package that is a proven package that will if you put one of our five fifteen hundred or a JVR or a Norris, you know, twelve to fifteen hundred mile uh, horsepower motor that it that'll go out and it'll run the times that everybody else out there is running with a capable tuner. And that's the thing is like not only the education, but the ability to, we're going to try and bring in some ability to um, pay the car off, you know, like some uh, financing, financing of, of the, the you know, we're going to work with some financing companies, you know, so that people can get into the, the program, you know, and hopefully they're not paying 20%, but I, I can't control that, you yeah. know, whatever they charge. But hey, you know what? We I all do say, this I, shit on. We'll do this shit on credit cards and shit anyway oh, yeah. sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I got into that, that I don't really want to say a name, but there was a finance company that I went through, and it was cool. You could damn near get anything you want. I mean, I got $4,000 wheels and tires. Yeah. And if you paid it off in six months, it was 0% APR. Honestly? It was same as cash. I, I see people that come in here and blow up four stock motors and could have built one yep. one built one for that and, and, and made way much power <laughs> and everything. So... We had a discussion about that. Speed Factory posted up their billet motor, uh-huh. and some guy knocked the shit out of it. He was like, "That thing's so pointless. That thing's so stupid." It's not for them. He was like, "That's that. not pointless for them." So they were like, "Oh, the money you spent on that." I said, "You look at it this way: you build 
four sleeve motors blow that shit up, you're right. paying for that billet motor that's not going to blow up. I don't know how many they've cracked in half, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. No, but that, that's... Hey, there's a point when let me let me tell you guys something, okay? My transmission yeah. was right. eleven thousand dollars, okay? You went through transmission my clutch in a minute, though. was uh, seventeen hundred dollars, yeah. okay? My motors were thirty two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. My cylinder head packages were $2,700, $2,800. So, like, when you're hurting stuff consistently, and this is why I stopped racing, okay? It was because I had gone as far as I could, as far as I felt I could with the electronics that I had. I needed to put electronics, the proper electronics in the car to go faster. Yeah. Because blowing up $800 worth of tranny parts every fucking other weekend was ridiculous, but we'd go fast for a minute, and then we'd break it. We'd go fast, and Matt, the owner of the Ace of Spades that I built, is dealing with the same thing right now. Yeah. He hasn't brought it out because he's testing and he, he's doing and he's going, say, he's that dealing with the G Force. He's yeah. got nine thirties like I did. No, yeah, I see. I remember I was Randy there. tunes the car. I was, a, never, that's a beautiful car. I've never oh, seen that. I just wish we had painted that car. Yeah. I, I, it's still supposed to get painted. I say, past, past one I helped work on it here. I had never seen. It. And that's why I hit him up the other day. I was like, hey, whatever happened to that car? That car was a $75,000 car. Oh, yeah. And I didn't get to finish it, unfortunately. And it took too long. We ran into some issues with it getting painted and some some stuff. But I I, I literally, we fucking, we we sandblasted that chassis. We fucking, we we primered that chassis here. It was Um, fun watching that building. And we painted the inside of it. We did the the, the battleship gray and the engine bay and everything. We set it up for it to, yeah, the carbon roof. I mean, like I said, nobody builds cars. So what we want to do, I know Modesto won't be the closest thing, but guys, if you need cars built, we're not just we, – we dude, I build cages, and I don't do – no disrespect to Jason Whitfield. I don't do Whitfield cages. I do custom cages I that – I see. I remember coming to visit him one day, and he's doing a cage. I was like, how the fuck are you – he's laying upside down, using his fucking knee to hit a pedal, <laughs> doing one of these. I'm like, it wasn't easy fuck, when I was fucking 230, but <laughs> you know, now that I'm 180, it, it, it's not easy. It, and that, it, that's the difference, though, is you watch someone that goes – once again, not knocking Jason because no. he builds great cages, but you watch a company that will literally buy his cage, put it in a car, weld the base plates, weld the top tube, and you're Dude, done. You can take Jason's cage, and I'm advertising for you, Jason, right now. You can take Jason's cage if all the prep work's done and line it up in the car and tack it within 30 minutes. Yeah, all day. Yep. And, then, hey, that's great for the budget guy. You know, yep. and uh, you know he says he's currently, he currently hasn't come out with a 25.5 or whatever. He, he might be putting it together, but – Honestly, I don't think that's something that should be becoming a pre-built setup. It really probably shouldn't. It should be something that should be done taken to a custom because yeah. that's not where guys that are doing 25-3 cages, unless you're a fucking professional welder, you shouldn't be welding it. No. Because no. 25-3, you're, you're talking cars that are doing 180 plus. Yeah, you shouldn't have someone's life like that in your hands. No. <laughs> let's get into the tuners. Let's let's talk about that 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 thing. Remember, like we were talking about, like um, – um, uh, Back in the day, you know, everybody used to do their own thing, you know, and like like when we did. I mean, what's your guys' thought on using other tuners? I I don't know. That that's, that's a hard one. I don't really like it because I am one of those people that I want to start my build with one person and finish my build with that same person. Right. So they know what's in my car. Because it would be like you... Me coming to you and being like, hey, let's build my motor, put it together, yeah, build but my car. that's on the street level, but what do you think about 
racers using other drug, other tuners. So you're saying kind of how we got some West Coast guys over here and they're getting remote tuners. So basically, basically oh, like, yeah. say he builds an all-motor car. Yeah. Has you set it up with a base map? Has you bring it to a 10-second car? And then he goes and calls, just for example, Jay March. And says, hey, right. I want to now remote tune my car right. final at the track. Well, there's, there's different ways. I mean, honestly, those setups are so vo- volatile oh, yeah. now. That there is no, they, they, they kind of got to be on, on hand. We've even noticed, like, uh, when we were setting up the AEM Infinity and not having Randy there caused a lot of things. And Trevor helped us get the car started here locally. And, and I actually had to do the same thing with the Ace of Spades in the program. I know the program pretty well, but I don't know the program well enough to go in there and jog or run in it. Yeah. Randy does. Well, so I was going to say, because we had Randy tune our car, there was a reason. Yeah. Okay, so. Well, so I, was saying, I know the last track we went to, or when we went to the last team I event. Albert was there, and Albert was getting tuned at the track by Jamie. Uh, Jamie wasn't there, though. No, but that's what I said. There remote tuning. No, remote. No, no but uh, Albert went through three tuners. Yeah. Albert didn't just have Jamie Marsh. We he also went through different He, he, he had too. Randy. He, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the, the, those are <laughs> – we, we made 405 yeah. on, on the motor that me and Justin did, and Justin – did a bunch of things to it after the fact. That's when he was on the 106, right? We made 405, right? I think, on on on, on a, one of the setups. And okay, he was on I, put, I gave Albs my AEM to put in his car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, just because it's, it's like a team thing, and that's why I say, like, guys, for this for this culture to continue, like, it's going to take more of like putting things together as teams and well, coming we together on that as friends. The, well, we we just interviewed Ryan from Power right. Line, and he said the same thing. He was like, I wouldn't have my car if it wasn't for my team. Right. They helped me with my tranny, my motor, my turbo, right. my tune. You know, it it took a team to build my car, and it does. It's it's very hard for one person to build a car. It's hard. I do it, or even a, you oh, know, a race I mean, program. Not, you know, like, Honestly, no, ever since he's come not on, not in today's crew, economy, it's, it's 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 really hard. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it takes a team. I mean, it takes a team of friends. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff on my own, and I beat myself up. You know what? Not for years, and, there, and there's things, and I really realized that you know it does. It, 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 it it's got to come from a team, and I think every team, you know, I think honestly, instead of everybody going out and street racing, mm-hmm. I think every team should be out there trying to put together a team car and come out and, and represent as a team no. and do it legally. And you know, hey, if we, we can have do that. these tracks, you know that that we have, you know, like the the airstrip, you know, every once in a while. I get that. You got some stubborn but every ass kids, fucking though. weekend we're going oh, to yeah. the track or we're going here, you guys are playing it out. Yep. You guys are fucking it up. Yep. And this fucking <laughs> sling it fucking thing, you know what? <laughs> fuck you, motherfuckers. You know, whatever. I mean, No, like I said, I, I like it, but I think there's a time and place for everything. Like I said. No, you're fucking up the it. scene. Yeah. You're fucking up the scene. <laughs> you guys want to do that? Go do it at the fucking Sacramento That's Raceway what I said. at the event. There's a time and have, a have place events. for it. Yeah. Like I said, they do it in the middle of the fucking so freeway. And in the middle of fucking Oakland and throw thing. bottles and so shooting people. And we did that. So there was one last night just down on Trigger's house. I, After we had a I was like, I'm going to drive home. And I was like, I hope this motherfucker hits me. I was like, I'll drive right through that son of a bitch. I hope that motherfucker hits me. Because you should be doing that shit in the middle of an intersection, in the middle of fucking time when people are no, just but I get it. it's, it's a sport it, it's a sport to those people it's just like you know drifting you know like fucking ice skating you know like i, I hated that fucking sport i hated it i i i hated but it there's because a time and a place. of what it took away from drag racing yeah. it took away some of our our, our you know bergenholz and fucking steph papadakis and 
but they went where the money was. Yeah. You, you know, you can't blame them. Like the guys that went from Honda to fucking GM, they went where the money was. Yeah. But you could still go to those guys' pits and ask them for Honda Bond. Oh, yeah. All day. <laughs> All day. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, this fucking scene, it, 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 it's never going to die all the way out, but no. it, 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 what, what's going to help it to, to continue? Like I said, it's educational. It's teams coming together. It, it's everybody, and, and it's it, 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 it's um, sharing the secrets <laughs> so, and, and the things and podcasts and things like and that. And I think back on the, what you were saying with the tuner thing, with the community, Yeah, I think that's a big problem too is a lot of tuners – well, knock other tuners in a sense of don't go to them, only stay with me, where you can't, like you said, you need Randy's help in certain things or, you no, know what we I use, mean? We use Randy, we use Randy for, like I said, we wanted to run, but the tuners that are out there, you know, shaming other tuners, I don't shame anybody. No. You can be a shitty tuner and be a shitty tuner, okay? Yeah. That's fine. But that's what I'm saying. Okay. Is it, it takes that community. It, 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 if, if, if you're not doing your due diligence... Yeah. For your clients, yeah. or you're robbing your clients, yeah. or you're tuning their cars in three passes, yeah. that's wrong. Oh, yeah. Around here, we call three passes, dino fucking day. <laughs> Speaking of, when you when you reopen, we get another one? Absolutely. Dino day. Hopefully, we'll get our friends from street to track out here. Hopefully, we'll have a nice uh, toy drive and canned food drive. Good, good. Um, we're going to have some good tacos out here. Let us know. We'll put on the podcast, right. put on Absolutely. social media. We'll, right. we'll blast it. Oh, no, you guys can come down and do a podcast that day and have a bunch right. of specials. Do a little live. Yeah. And do Absolutely. A little Absolutely. Everything. No, and, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anytime Absolutely. you ever want to get back on the channel, you know you're more than welcome here. Well, guys, Speak, speaking of, who, who would you want to ever see on here? If you could have... Uh, Lisa top Kubo. five. Lisa Kubo. That girl got fucking stories for days. I do. I when I asked her to be on here, she did not stop talking about that. Lisa she was like, Kubo "You need to go talk to Miles. You need to go talk to this." You Miles go. Batista, um, Steph Papadakis. If you can get him, well, you probably have to go to L.A. Well, um, yeah, we're going. But to honestly, yeah, guys, I'll, I'll like what you guys are doing is right, and it kill kill ten birds with one stone. While you guys are down there. Do a bunch of them. That was but that's what that's what we were kind of working plan. on. You know, work that, on it. You guys were hitting on some good points. I, you know, I, I did my homework. I listened in on the first podcast. I didn't get to catch the second one. Um, you miss much? But uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah I, I saw you guys missed. Didn't get to get a. Didn't get to have a, a guest and whatever. Yeah, no, you know, we were we but, were busy working. Oh no, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. And, and anytime you guys want to come down, once I get the showroom, if you guys want to do some podcasts, you know, here at the shop, you know, and you know, it, it all goes hand in hand. Yeah. The, the big thing about this is getting the culture back to where it was. Where was the culture then? We had coverage. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what we why need I now. To is this. we need coverage, and you guys are right. You guys can't do it all. No, no, no sure. No, guys, no, no. that's need, why we're reaching guys, out. We need help. Need to we maybe need help. find a guy that that that's got a camera that can go cover some live events for you guys. Um, and like I said, continue to be proactive in in. I, I don't want to shame the street racing world because, like yeah. I said, I get it. I get it, guys. We all started there. Yeah, but if you put your energy yep. into supporting it and knowing what your car does, and ra- I don't know, racing to me is scientific. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If you're fucking going out there and you're launching your car off your foot and you're you know this, hey, you're just number one, you're gonna get your license taken away. Number two, you're gonna get tickets when you're out there participating. Mm-hmm. Number three, one day you're gonna see something you're not gonna want to see. Someone's gonna get hurt. Yeah. Okay. Seen it right. And that's the hard. That's the that's it's the thing. And there's no structure. To it. There's zero. You got people standing in front of the, the the staging line. Okay, I'll tell you, I've wrecked my car. I've never hit a wall racing. 
But in in the orange car, I broke two axles in one pass, spun the car out racing Marissa from LDL at an NHRA event, and and ended up three inches from the wall. Put my car back together that same night and raced the next day and went to the semifinals. But that's the old school dirt way of doing it. That's what I tell these kids. You come prepared. You can go have fun. You can take your tools with you. You can take your slicks with you. You can take a spare tranny and some spare axles and go out and have fun for a weekend. Well, and that I was just about to say, I think that's the good thing about the two-day events also. When you're qualifying day one and something breaks, you can now fix it over the night and go hey, back day two. Hey, who got a – who got a – hey, we used to do that shit on Honda all Tech. All the time. On Honda Tech. We did the same thing at CMI, too. I guess they Who's was got an axle? Who's before got a Honda Tech, they used to use AIM Instant Messenger. Yeah. yeah. That was like they had yeah. game groups. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I mean, there was Honda Tech, there was B20 VTech, there was, fuck, dude, there was countless little websites like that. Okay. Sorry, all California life. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's, I think that's what, I wish social media could be back like that. There's such a open shit you can reach with social media. It's so too much social access. media oh, helps shit. and it hurts the industry. It does. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. what I'm saying. Is it? I wish it could be like Honda Tech in a sense. Honestly, where, guys, the, the, you know what? The, the, like the the values today in living in California, it, it, it's 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 terrible and it's hard. It's so hard to live. I mean, in California, anywhere in America, but it's so hard for two parents to raise children and. You know, everything's just so inflated now. Fuck, they want to pay $15 an hour to just fucking someone for flipping burgers. And, you know, that's, that's why they invented computers now. Yeah. To kill well, that you shit. know, it, that's the problem is it's so expensive for parents. And the way, you know, like I say this all the time. And, you know, like I said, I'm not going to get all political. But I honestly look back on it and I wish that I could have um, homeschooled my children. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't believe what they're teaching in school. Um, is in the best interest of all of our children um, and the sure. crap they fill them with, their liberal ideals and, you know, and this and that and so on and so forth. But, you know, it just, it, it's, it's a difference the way, and I see it mm-hmm. in my own children. And I love my children dearly. They're, they're all carbon copies of me in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it just goes to show that this is the, the generation that we have to, try to continue to coach this industry properly you know and it comes from the new promoters and new everything and well that's like one thing that i like i said in pockets before i got a lot of young dudes that look up to me they always ask me for run stuff but my i don't know you believe you follow me on instagram and i post all the time who has this who has that 99 percent of the time it's not for me it's helping somebody else and i always tell them hey if you need help Hit me up. <coughs> they see me at the series. Hey, do you know who has this? Do you know, do you know how to do this? There's good Hit me up tomorrow. To I can help Bad with that. things to that, though. You know, and like I said, um, if you look in the grassroots way of things, how how things go, and this is why it's hard to find mom pop shops, okay, is that it's, it's, it's getting so, like I said, oh, you should have bought it here. You should have bought it here. Not necessarily. Believe it or not, like there's fabricators and stuff here, there, and everywhere. I can make manifolds. Do mm-hmm. I? No. Like there's a lot of things. I don't, do I do my own ECUs? No. I support other companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you don't have to do everything. If you have somebody that does something well and it suits you, run with that. You don't got to do it. Yeah. You know, but there's certain things that I didn't like waiting for everybody else. So 
I bought my own tube bender. I started doing cages. I started making my own parts. All my aluminum stuff, I can I can do aluminum pretty well. I'm getting down now with the aluminum, stainless, making some badass pieces. You know, I do all my own stuff. Uh, but I, I'll still support Derek at All In Fab or the guys over at Speed Factory. And they had a falling out and, and, and whatever. But you know what? They're still all they're still all friends of mine, and um, you know they're all good people. You know they're, they're, there's there's some good people in this industry. You know the guys over at Wicked One, they're building some wicked cars. You know, yeah, um, I the, can't wait to see that. The, the guys over at um, uh, Edwin, he tunes a lot of street cars, and I, I see that he has he has the knowledge. You know, not like I'm the best. Like I said, I, I'm just a seasoned tuner. I, I, of just understanding the numbers and the way it looks. Mm -hmm. uh, there are guys that are that, that are more like engineers, you know, like Randy, and they're like this. They, they understand the software. They run, they run the ground. Yeah. The ground well, the work, thing yeah. is, is that, dude, you would be surprised that this this one speaks this one language. All these different programs yeah. have a different way of skinning the cat. Mm -hmm. And like you've got the guy, he's on the AEM running fucking Chaplin, and then you've got. Um, Randy, who who's on Motec with Cheapy Tune, you know, and then uh, it, there's the Infinity guys, you know, Randy, this that yeah. they they hold the all motor record, you know, so like all these guys have so much different sauce to add to the, you know, to to, to yeah, the pot. I mean, you got Motec, AEM, Chrome, Honda, the fucking. Well, you want to speak in stuff that you know you're, you're doing stuff. Your everyday stuff is going to be your Hondas, Neptunes, Chromes, EC tunes, uh, this BT tune that just came out, a BM or whatever. But that's what know? I'm saying. I'm just saying. And you then have you got the real so ones. There, there's 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 Haltech, there's Motec, there's um, AEM, AEM Infinity, there's uh, Fuel tech, mm -hmm. uh, tech, you know, it, I mean, it just, it goes on. There's a, there's so many different, it's amazing to see the parody of, of how the guys are pushing the records. Um, man, are we going to get there? I, I don't know. I don't know if I even care to be on that, but honestly, I, I, I'd like to get back to, I'd like to run an 850, 840 car. That would be, just be a solid car that could go out and, and, and do very well on the West coast. I don't want to blow it up. I, I, the whole I don't understand. We we lost a lot of motors with Greg's program, and and different tuners and stuff like that. You know, uh, it it all comes back to like Shane. You know, we, we wanted to get Shane on. You know, Shane Tecklenburg, yeah. one bad man. You know, there's it, it just it, it it's really weird how all, all that stuff. You know, and what the tuners and everybody are doing. It, it it's it's amazing. It's amazing. I was told no one had ever made an eight-second pass on Sack Raceway, but you went eight forties. No, you, I went eight forties, and I went eight forties. Did you do that, Sacramento? No, no, I went nine zero at Sac. We went nine zero so many times at Sacramento in that car; it's crazy. But I went eight forties. So, 840s so in was Vegas. Fat Kid Marcos the first? No, one? no, no Greg, uh, was, Greg, Greg holds the track record at Sacramento. Yeah, that's right, right. He now. did just run. That's right. Greg, uh, Greg went. Like, I think we went eight. 30 or 840 or something. Like a low, a low four, a low eight four pass at SAC. Yeah, he was the first eight that he I know. He went of. 860 on one of my motors there, but we built. Like I said, those guys they were hurting motors every yeah. four or five passes. Yeah, and it, 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 it was it was crazy. I, I mean, I fuck, I can't. I don't, I'm not trying to do that. But I, if I if I I'm gonna be able to do that and run like 840 850 you know consistently. Yeah, yeah. 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 Then I'm then then an all wheel drive car. You know. Yeah. We're interested in that. <laughs> we're interested in that. Yeah. Right. I, I I wonder to see where the sport goes with the all wheel drive thing. All wheel drive fucking Honda is cool. I, I just uh, 
I hope it doesn't kill the other classes. Like like I said, we got two, we got spread apart. There's all motor outlaw, all motor, That's, and then there's pro stock all motor, like the real pro all motor. Where'd that go? Well, we were talking about that the other day when I was talking about uh, I was talking about brackets, and then I was talking about all motor, and then you you had no, AMP, and then they came and up then, with indexes. Yep, yep, yep. You had you know I think indexes are good because it suits the need of a lot of people. Yeah. And the, the, like I said, that you so have to understand the grassroots. The, the, is the, the last uh, CMI we went to, uh-huh. it bugged me because you literally had a class of I think fifteen all motor cars, and then they seen that Albert was there, so they're like, "Oh fuck that! We want to go to the twelve five class, the eleven five class, because yeah. we don't want to race Albert." Yeah. But they but weren't the, even like what? they weren't even cars that should have been in the twelve fifties. Well, that was the yeah. thing though, were, but it was. It wasn't well, no, the all-motor and the, the AMP. The, there these, was no AMP. That's why I said. That's why I said. The, I think what the mixture was participation. Like no, I like, think what that's happened why is why the, the indexes are, were there. But it, the, I, I, honestly, I think the indexes ruined the ruined the. That's classes. exactly what I said. It gives somewhere somewhere to run. Well, I I look at it. I seen they have a nine fifty index back east. Yeah, they have yeah them that, here, that's just new. No, that's new, isn't it? Why would As you a, run a 950 index when you know? But I, I, I okay. I think it's okay for like 1050, 1150, 1250. For I don't think you should stay there though. Use it like how I'm using. It. I'm using it as a as a stepping stool to get into it. And after this year, I plan on going to AMP. It's almost like so, promoters should should only do index classes if there aren't enough cars to fill a class. To do, it's like you should run provisional. Like we're gonna run, we're gonna run an all motor, all motor street class, mm-hmm. and sport front wheel drive, and and just leave it like that and see. And if there's like sixty cars, then all like do what Cliff does, have a have a have a step down. Yeah. The, the the next sixteen that qualified and made it, and run another one. Yeah. Don't. Trust me, I, I get it and I understand because I was a part of NHRA where I would show up and they have an eight-car field. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would show up in LA at the World Cup final, at the World Final, and there would be twenty cars on the property. Yeah. And we're just trying to make the field. Yeah. Even just to be in it to yeah. make the first one, yeah. and so we could race Jesus Padilla in his RX-7. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's, and then you have sport front-wheel drive, and you have extreme sport front-wheel drive. It's like, why are you making all of these classes? Instead of just saying, hey, keep building your car to make that class. Why are you trying to do so many different classes? Really, it should go back to straight up. if you're Because they don't, we know, unfortunately, we lost the pro front cars, this, that, and the other. So what it should go back to, it should go back to sport front wheel drive. No extreme, this, that, or whatever. You came and you rent, you can run up to the, the tire size and so on and so forth. You should have your uh, smaller turbo class. You know, in the same thing, but you got to have the seats, the FIS or something. Like Cliff has a couple of good ideas with with some of the things the way he runs it, but then then you have your your all motor, and then you can have indexes. But I, honestly, I I think anything further than an 1150 index is ruining. Yeah, I think you're ruining the sport. I think you're I think you're taking away from cars that can be running any class. It was a point that we used to go out there just to be a part of it. We just wanted to qualify. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They got to the point now where they're making so many classes because 
maybe back east they can have these things because they have, you know, big, big, big ass events. But we don't have the events on a regular schedule. Like you'll go and you'll go to one event and then they have another event two weeks later at the same track with a different company. Yeah. That's why I stopped throwing races. Yeah. Because when it was getting crowded, look, I made money as a promoter. Mm-hmm. We did well. We, you know, not we didn't we didn't kill it, but I made money as a promoter. Yeah, I, it just, I and I, I along with the classes, it's the whole, like we were talking about earlier. It's almost the same thing where ah, I'll build my car for OGS, then I'll build my car for NHRA, and then I'll build my car for CMI. And then I'll build my car for this. Every event has a different rule. So you're building one car for each fucking race instead well, of still just too building. Many. There's still too many. There's, there's still too many. I mean, honestly, in, in a perfect world, which would be great again, which someone would step up and get NHRA involved again in sanctioning yeah. an event. Yeah. We tried. I talked with John Brown. Me and Lisa flew out. And, and Stefan from M Factory, we flew out to Florida. Um, and you remember the NSCRA? It was supposed to be all oh, this region, me and Lisa, this, that. We tried. It just it, it never materialized in anything. And the problem is is that you need you need the backing mm-hmm. of of those sanctioning bodies to do it. And that's what will bring that stuff back. But, you know, it was a shame when they left the industry. Nopi was great. It was a you know, there was Nopi. Look, we raced. You, I was the Naira series. Okay, that was before <laughs> I was involved. Okay, but there was. Mm-hmm. But back when we raced, there was NHRA, Nopi, IDRC, yep. Battle of the Imports. Yep. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. Not back then. So when those things were going on, you know, we had it amassed, but they were nationwide. They were all they were all doing their thing, going you know, going everywhere. So there were events that popped up, and it was like everybody prepped to get ready for the next one, you know. It, and and that was the difference. Now it just seems like everybody chooses the same month yeah. to throw it. And then, like I said, you got Cliff, who it's just it's just business. Like this, we have Drag Race Nationals next weekend. Uh-huh. The weekend after that, you have CMI and Tech. Right. But Drag Race Nationals is down LA. LA, totally different. Yeah, that that's not going to hurt you really because no, you are going to get guys that are going to go. But the problem is, is that if the, out of the professional teams that do go, if they get hurt, they won't make the next race. Yep. Yeah. But CMI is CMI has always been a local a, a local yeah. event. Tony throws his events the day he throws his events every year, pretty much, and he doesn't change anything. It was yeah, they're pretty much same. I think in my my teenage years watching CMI. It, it's always been local, but it was a big enough local event that you had big people come out. CMI was CMI was a thing back in the day. Aguilar used to, Eric Aguilar used to come out. I mean, you know, there there were there a lot of teams from LA. Like know, I was I was uh, yelling. I was get mad at JJ come from Colorado. So I get mad at Speed Factory. I've been trying to bring this up to them for a very long time. Other than IFO, they do not come to California. They came from my event. Good back then. Not now. Not now. Well, you know what? I'm like, you well, are such a huge company. Hold on a minute. That hold you have all these people was, that want to see your car. I was thinking about this. I'm my way driving today. You know, like, how much racing am I going to do this, that, and the other? Or what? You know, what's going to be more important? Racing or business? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, now business, 
hey, they've got a 10-person company. They employ, they bring 30 people every time they come racing. Okay? It's a production. Oh, I get it. It's a production. I get it. So now, they, they you know, every year they receive a certain amount of money from competition clutch, web, this, that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. parts, they know, so on and so forth. You know, and, and they have to make that work. But, you know, you, what, what you kind of do is, like, they're older now. They got kids and, you know Ooh. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So they're starting to slow down and focus on being home, being business. Uh, I see Ricky's and Havasu all the time. You know, I, I kind of going through the stages that you went through in a sense. Well, like we yeah. had, we I mean, had, you, we you, had to step yeah, away you, for a minute and yeah. go live a life. You know, no, they, but they're still continuing to do it. But they're but picking and choosing. Their, they're no, they're picking and choosing their battles. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look at the other guy at the bay. Look, where'd he go? Yeah. Hey, he fucking backed away from racing for a while and said, "Hey, I'm going to focus on business. Focused on business. And look where he is now. He's got you know multi-million dollar companies and he builds parts for." aerospace stuff here and there on the side and yeah. you know and all kinds of other things you know oh, yeah. it's like it's, it's crazy where some of these people have gone from this industry you know and like i said and these kids don't understand sometimes what this industry can get you into yeah yeah uh, you know uh, it, i've always wondered what's going to be the first thing that's going to make me a million dollars it'll probably be nothing to do with racing no <laughs> no no probably not nothing no. to do with racing no. because you know what you know a good way Oh, well, I heard this one one time. You know, you know, a good way to make a million dollars at uh, racing. Don't race. Huh? Don't race. No, you start with two million at the end of the year, and you're lucky if you have <laughs> a million at the, right? at the end. Right? Yeah. No, it's it's true though. I mean, even you look at all the big race companies as of right now. I mean, they're 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 not doing it from racing. They're not winning money from racing that's keeping them alive. It's someone like Jason there's, Parks. There's, there's a few guys. It's someone like Jason Parks that has a company now that he's selling products to no, afford his racing. He does. Speed Factory selling their products to afford racing. It's not so much out racing to win money to pay for their racing. No. If you're in racing to win money, you're in the wrong business. Exactly. That's what I'm. That's what you're I'm not John Force. You're not Don Schumacher. No. Okay. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I mean, racing and, ra- racing is a bad drug habit, yep. but it's better than any drug habit yep. in All the day. world. All day. Um, but yeah, no, ra- racing. A, hey, you know what? I'd rather I'd rather my kid be addicted to drag to, to, to drag racing any day than than drugs. Oh yeah, all day. Oh sure. All right. Um, I mean, that's, that's we've touched everything on my list. Is there anything else that you feel you want to talk about? I mean, anything else that you want to get off your chest? Anything else that you think anybody needs to hear? Yeah. This whole all-motor outlaw thing, we'll see. It's just a fad. Are we all going to start running nitro in our fucking turbo cars and... And don't get me wrong, it's already been done before. Eh. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But we come from a society back in the day where we were tested. Fuel. <laughs> we were pumped. Our motors were checked. There were all kinds of weird things that were happening when back mm-hmm. in the day. And Hey, you know, rules are rules. If you guys are having fun, hey, whatever. It's your guys' party. It's not mine. Um, but... If we want to get this thing back to the basics and, and, and make this community, you know, what it was, not saying it isn't on the East Coast because the culture out there is different because of the tracks, oh, yeah. the amount of tracks, the, uh, 
the amount of um, amount of racers up and down that coast. And you know, the cool thing is, it's it, it's the East Coast. You got to remember, is they're like they're just like us. New York and Florida are, are almost like not really California and and Los Angeles, well, but. I was, they're, they're Washington and, and like they're they're like what eleven hours something. Like that. I was just about to say the entire East Coast of what seven and nine. And look at look states? at World Cup Finals. Look at La Fluffy last year. California. They wrecked. They had, they wrecked the car. That dude loaded that shit up on a trailer in, in Florida and brought a car they, up. They yep. took the car apart yep. while the dude was driving the car up there. They put it together over. Five